The Blaze Radio Network. On demand, Pat Gray is here. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, welcome. Triple Eight. 933.93. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Another day, another zillion sexual harassment charges against, uh, well, of course, you, you got to stack more on top of Roy Moore. But also, Al Franken has now joined the fun. Uh-huh. Certainly not surprising, I wouldn't think. A Los Angeles radio news anchor has accused Senator Al Franken of kissing and groping her without her permission. Leanne Tweeden released a statement today in which she recalled her time with Franken when they journeyed to the Middle East in 2006 for a USO Christmas show. Uh, Tweeden said Frank, Franken used his old comedy background to write a skit for the occasion and she agreed to perform after he wrote a character for her. Her character was supposed to receive a kiss from Franken though she was reluctant to go along with that part. Franken insisted that they had to practice the kissing scene before the show, and Tweeden eventually agreed, despite her growing discomfort with the situation. He repeated that actors really need to rehearse everything, and we must practice the kiss. I said, okay, so he would stop badgering me. This is where the girls run into problems, it seems to me. A lot of them have sort of relented so that they don't have to be hassled anymore. Uh, Just put your foot down and tell them, no, no, it's not happening. We did the line leading up to the kiss, and then he came at me, put his hand on the back of my head, mashed his lips against mine, and aggressively stuck his tongue in my mouth. Oh, man. Oof. You imagine? That's, uh, I'm sorry, that's that's an image that can never be erased from from your head. Al Franken with some, oof, no. Uh, I immediately pushed him away with both my hands against his chest and told him if he ever did that to me again, I wouldn't be so nice about it the next time. I walked away. All I could think about was getting to the bathroom as fast as possible to rinse the taste of him out of my mouth. Felt disgusted and violated not long after. Performed the skit as written, carefully turning my head so he couldn't kiss me on the lips. Tweeden said she avoided Franken for the rest of the trip and... He responded to that with petty insults, including drawing devil horns on at least one of the headshots uh, <laughs> that she was giving out to autographing for the troops. What is he, eight? I know. Wait, don't answer that. He actually, he is. And then uh, when she got back to America, she found a photo of Franken touching her breast through the vest, through her the vest that she was wearing. I couldn't believe it. He groped me without my consent while I was asleep. I felt violated all over again, embarrassed, belittled, humiliated. How dare anyone grab my breast like this and think it's funny? So Franken has responded to the allegations, claiming he didn't remember the rehearsal kiss. Oh, of course not. And you know, it it may be it may be accurate because people like this probably do it so many times to so many different people, it's hard to remember exactly all the details of one particular instance. That's a, please, this has got to be a way of life for Al Franken. That's not the first time he did something like this. And it probably wasn't the last. 
So he apologized for the photo because now there's photographic evidence. So you can't just say, I don't remember that. I didn't, that never happened. There's a photo of it. But uh, Franken tweeted out, I certainly don't remember the rehearsal for the skit in the same way. But I send my sincerest apologies to Leanne. As to the photo, it was clearly intended to be funny, but wasn't. Shouldn't have done it. And I'm sure he thinks, okay, that's all. It's over and done with. Yeah, I, I hope not. I mean, look at the relentless attack on Roy Moore. Relentless. There's got to be other women out there who have had run-ins with Al Franken like this. I mean, that just spills out of the guy. You don't have to use your imagination much to believe that Al Franken did this on a fairly regular basis. Allegedly. That would be my guess. He's told, what, rape jokes before, right? Yes, he has. That's part of his yes, he has. funny routine. Right. Ugh. Then we have the latest uh, accusers from uh, for Roy Moore. Gadsden woman says Roy Moore groped her while she was in his law office on legal business with her mom in 1991. And this is, this is the first one to come out while he was married. So Roy Moore was married in 1991 to his current wife. None of these uh, other allegations happened uh, while he was married. In the past week, Moore's been accused by five other woman, women. Uh, now it's up to, I think, seven. Is it up seven or eight? I've, I honestly have lost count. Um, so he's been accused of all kinds of things. She describes a situation where she went into his law office with her mother, and she was trying to, uh, she was trying to have legal custody transferred from her to her mom. So her mom was with her. And she says that as soon as they came into Roy Moore's office, the flirting began almost immediately. He kept commenting on my looks, telling me how pretty I was, how nice I looked. He was saying that my eyes were beautiful. Made her uncomfortable. She said, I was thinking, can we hurry up and get out of here? She was 28 at the time. She was in a difficult marriage, headed for divorce, and she was unemployed. At one point during the meeting, she says, Moore came around the desk and sat on the front of it just inches from her. He was so close, she said she could smell his breath. Uh, According to Johnson, he asked questions about her young daughters, including what color eyes they had and if they were as pretty as she was. She said that made her feel uncomfortable, too. Kind of interesting that he's comfortable enough to do all of this in front of her mom. Her mom's sitting right there, keep in mind. Um, according to this woman, once the papers were signed, she and her mother got up to leave. Her mom walked through the door first and then more came up behind her. And that's when he just reached out and grabbed her buttocks. He didn't pinch it. He grabbed it. She says she was so surprised. She didn't say anything. She didn't tell her mother. She said she did tell her sister years later how he made her feel uncomfortable. But apparently didn't share those details. Is that strange? And then people are asking her, why now? Why it's kind of convenient that this all comes out now when it was so appropriate back then. And she says, well, nobody asked. (laughs) Are you 
I mean, you gotta be does specific. that make any sense? <laughs> when you meet this woman, uh, Ms. Johnson, I guess the first thing you should say is, hey, um, you know that guy who was a lawyer, that he was a judge, that he was a Supreme Court, a state Supreme Court uh, judge, Roy Moore? Did know. he ever grab your buttocks after a meeting? Maybe while you were sitting there with your mom, giving up custody of your child? Oh. Did, did that happen? Now that you, oh yeah, now that you yeah. frame it in that context, <laughs> yes. Right. Now I How are you supposed? What do you mean nobody asked? Jeez. So that that's her excuse anyway. Everybody else is saying there's safety in numbers, and they're they're coming forward now because it's kind of the thing to do, and you're sort of safe in the whole gang of people who've been abused. And she doesn't even use that. She's like, yeah, no. Well, I would have told somebody, but nobody asked. Silly us for not getting more specific with Ms. Johnson uh, about her encounters with Roy Moore. (laughs) Oh, man. And, you know, there's more mall women, too, that he he was trolling the mall, the Gadsden Mall, and hanging out looking for teenage girls and uh, apparently found even more. I can't believe, though, we still haven't, as far as I know, we still haven't heard from actual officials who worked at the mall at the time and know specifically and and categorically that he was, in fact, banned from the mall. That would seem to be some pretty good evidence that what people are saying uh, is true. But for some reason, uh, that little piece of evidence uh, remains... Uh, Unexplored. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Gloria Allred, who's in the middle of this Roy Moore fallout and this controversy, she's representing one of the latest victims. Uh, she was grilled by CNN's Don Lemon. Here's what uh, she had to say. Listen, I'm, I'm I'm not a lawyer here. Are you trying to compel him to do that because? You, um, you know, you want to get him on the record and you want to be able to depose him. What is what's the what's your end game here? Why? Well, of course, um, there is no legal process except the one I am proposing, which is essentially a political process uh, combined with a legal process. uh, So then why can't you say if he presided over her divorce case, Gloria? Well, I'm saying we're not going to put out breadcrumbs of pieces of evidence. We have evidence that we have not uh, revealed to the press, and we're not going to reveal it okay. breadcrumb by breadcrumb. We will be happy to answer all questions and provide all evidence at the hearing <clears throat> if there is one. We think that's the way to do it. Okay, so then what about the signature? Roy Moore's attorney denies Moore ever wrote in Beverly's yearbook. Can you say definit- definitively that this is his signature? I think what they wanted was a handwriting expert to examine it. And we are willing, if there is a hearing that is conducted by the Senate, to allow an independent expert to examine the signature in the yearbook. And in addition, of course, that handwriting expert would then compare it to exemplars Mm -hmm. of Mr. Moore's handwriting signature exemplars at the time or that he signed the yearbook. Mm-hmm. So you can't That's say definitively that it's his signature. Are you a linguist, Pat? No, well, I'm saying yeah. that a little bit. since they are now challenging that, we accept uh-huh. 
uh, that yeah. challenge, and oh. we're willing to have an independent expert. <laughs> okay, she is sketchy, man. Yeah, you can't believe anything she says. That's that's a load of crap right there. Uh, interesting. I, you know, if that's the strongest case they have, uh, well, okay, you, the, yeah, the signature. Uh, we're willing to say that the the signature. Might be his, might not. We don't know. Then somebody wrote underneath the name of the restaurant. I, please. So she she takes away any credibility. I think that any of these any of these accusers might actually have. Then Roy Moore's uh, lawyer appeared on MSNBC, and he was uh, grilled about the situation. Why would he need permission from any of these girls' mothers not if they weren't underage? Sure, that, that's a good question. And culturally speaking, obviously there's differences. I looked up uh, Allie's background there. Wow, that's awesome that you have got a such a diverse background. It's really cool to read through that. But point is this: what does you know, Allie's each culture background has a, have to do with dating a 14-year-old? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not finished with the context of well, it. Please but answer. What, is Ali's, what does Ali Velshi's background have to do with dating under children, 14-year-old girls? Sure. In other, in other countries, there's arrangement through parents for what we would refer Ali's to as from consensual marriage. So Ali's from Canada. I understand that. And Al- Ali's also spent time in other countries, so of which I. I've gone to. So it's not a bad thing. I, I, don't, I so don't know where you're going with this. this. He sounds bad, too. <laughs> I mean, he sounds as, he's as bad as all red is. Wow. I've got a I've got a solution. Mm-hmm. Just two syllables. It's Mo Brooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I, I, I really wish the governor would step up and I don't know, put his put his name in for a write in campaign. Something. Probably wouldn't want it though. He couldn't get through the primary. So doesn't seem like they want an actual conservative without a lot of baggage like this. So I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna continue to have this back and forth with Roy Moore, probably right up to the election. Now, some some poll just came out that the Democrats now twelve points ahead, but that's some kind of internal polling. And it may just be that they you know, maybe even the Republicans released that because they want him out of the race. Mm. But uh this thing it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Um, If your family is under duress, if there's a situation in the middle of the night where fractions of seconds could save your life, the life of a family member, uh, you really need something that is available to you very, very quickly. That's where Identilock comes in. The Identilock computer recognizes your fingerprint and disengages in the same amount of time it takes to fire a gun pulled from your holster. It can take up to 10 seconds or so to access your gun from a locked safe. And if you don't have a really good safe, a little really good gun safe, sometimes the the fingerprint uh, lock doesn't even recognize your fingerprint. And then you're really in trouble. Identilock is reliable. It works. It's quick. And uh, it is just it's locked on the trigger so that you don't have to go retrieve it from a safe. It just comes right off of the uh, right. It comes right off the trigger, and you're ready to go to defend yourself and your family. It's light; it only weighs 12 ounces, so you can take it with you wherever you go. Identilock offers an option to add up to three uh, authorized users with one master user who can disable profiles as needed. Change them anytime you want. It's a fantastic gun lock. 
And you could find it exclusively at Cabela's throughout the nation. It's Identilog. Uh, we're joined now by Brad Staggs. Everybody's favorite trivial guy. That's me. You're a trivial I'm guy? I'm a trivial guy. Well, I have trivial things to tell you. Okay. I, like, I don't know that I consider I've already you had, my favorite trivial I, well, guy. Well, you so know. It might be a little bit of a stretch that you're everybody's well, favorite. Huh. Wait until you hear this right. and then reconsider that. Okay. Back in the early 1800s, according to some survival manuals, uh-huh. earwax was used as chapstick. That is nasty. Good grief. I don't like that. <laughs> that was back in the 1800s. Now who's your favorite Trivial uh, guys. Certainly not you. That See? Was really, that turned to my here's stomach. The, here's the point. <laughs> Look, got your attention. Sure did. Look, here's the thing. Nobody likes to have dirty ears because that ends up with, you know, earaches and tinnitus and everything else. Mm. But also, cleaning one's ears with a Q-tip, that never works either. You're basically creating a wax dam in your ear. Don't do it. Don't use bobby pins. I know it sounds tempting to stick a bobby pin in your ear. Don't do it. Go to usewaxrx.com because it's a three-step system. It makes it so simple. The little wax softening drops, a little squirt bottle goes in there, and just the right amount of water and water pressure. And you can indeed make this a family affair once you squirt all the uh, the water in there and the things come out, <laughs> as in the Malinac home. Yeah, we named them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, there is a certain segment of the population, I'm one of them, who's fascinated by what's in your ear. Once you clean it out, you use the pH conditioning formula for soft, supple ears. Supple. And look, mm. nobody wants to have an earache at Christmas time or during the holidays. When Jeffy used the system, three gerbils and a squirrel exactly came out. Right, three, I'm telling three you, three gerbils and a squirrel, and and those gerbils are now in protective custody. And that's right. a lowball number. I'd right. like to yeah, add. it really yeah. is. It really is. Find out what's in your ears. Go to usewaxrx.com. If you use promo code radio, you get free shipping. It's usewaxrx.com. Promo code radio. Pat Gray, unleashed the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, Jeffy has such an insurmountable lead on this armadillo thing. Oh yeah, it's it's mind-boggling. Do you even want me to check today? See how far ahead he is? Because I, I, I didn't even. Check I checked today. earlier this morning. He's. I mean, it's ridiculous Good the kind of lead he has. Grief. Yeah, He's it's crazy. Also, Glenn passed me, and I can't. We can't have that. So please go to mercuryone.org and uh, donate to this great cause. This pays for the bills for the whole year for Mercury One. And if you click on my armadillo, you'll move me forward. Oh. And uh, I just I can't lose to both of them. There right? it is. Pretty easy. Support Pat. Yeah. A little bit of info. Just click on and, it. A uh... little bit of info and you're done. And mm-hmm. you'll feel good because you've made a donation to uh, an excellent cause. And the Mercury One Ball is coming up this Saturday night. It's Cowboy Chic. We'd love to see you there. Hope to see you and uh, maybe even hang out with you sometime during the course of the night. 888 Aaron Watson will be there to uh, provide music. Nice. So pretty excited about that. Aaron's really good. Uh, one of the top country performers now, and he doesn't have a record label, does it all himself. 
And it was the first time that anybody's ever gone to number one without a record label was when Aaron Watson did it. And he's done it a couple of times now. So uh, pretty psyched. Maybe we should, we should see if we can get him on the show tomorrow. I don't know hmm. if he's in town uh, tomorrow, but if he is, we, we should have him on. Okay, I'll work on that. 888-900-3393. Marco Rubio had a little something to say about uh, <laughs> the President Trump speech yesterday. If you remember, Rubio gave, I think it was the Republican uh, response, response mm-hmm. to the State of the Union address. Is that what it was? I think so. And during, during that speech... <laughs> He stopped and really awkwardly took a drink of water from a water bottle, and he got mercilessly made fun of. So yesterday, Trump did kind of the same thing, and uh, here's here's a look at at Trump doing the same thing that Rubio did. 17,000 jobs. Mm. They don't have water. That's okay. (laughs) What? What? Yeah, it's, it's right there. It's in the <laughs> bottle there. Wow. Took two hands to... Japanese manufacturers, Toyota and Mazda, announced <laughs> that they will be open... Okay, I hope that was worth it. I mean... Yeah, it's it's awkward. But when you get dry mouth when you're making a speech, oh, yeah. what are you going to do? I hate that. Seriously. Yeah, it's awful. Mm. If your mouth completely dries up, it's like the Sahara in there. You, you need on. to do that. There's just no good way to do it. Hang on a second. I want to respond to what you're saying there, but my mouth is currently dry. Yeah. So uh, I happen to have some water here. Hang on. Yeah, the, the two-handed oh. delivery system is... Crap, and it's everywhere now. Oh, boy. How do you do that? Uh, also, yesterday... If Donald Trump had waited just a few hours, he wouldn't have had to look, you know, so petty when he was talking about the UCLA basketball players oh. and the fact that they didn't thank him. Well, they hadn't done their press conference yet. At least wait and see if they are going to or they're planning to or maybe they will. And maybe you could do that without looking for praise and uh, without making it an ego issue. Uh, but at the at the press conference, the three basketball players from UCLA who were arrested for shoplifting actually did apologize, and here's what they said about Trump. I feel terrible, and I'm sorry to everybody who I've let down. With that being said, I take full responsibility for the mistake I have made, shoplifting. I know that this goes beyond me letting my school down, but I've let the entire country down. Before, before I thank everybody who worked so incredibly hard to help us return home safely, I want to thank the Chinese police and the government for taking care of us and treating us well during our time there. To President Trump and the United States government, thank you for taking the time to intervene on our behalf. Hmm. We really appreciate you helping us out. So he did. They did thank him. <laughs> Which is amazing because, you know, you would guess that they're probably not the biggest of Trump fans. Uh, but they did thank him. They did uh, acknowledge the fact that they that he intervened on their behalf. Uh, he, uh, he can't. He's so impatient. Yeah. Let the guys land. Let them get home. 
You don't want them issuing any kind of remarks from another country. And let them have the press conference. See if that's where maybe they thank you. Not everybody goes to Twitter every five minutes. And wait a minute. Did he, when was his original tweet? Because it was early in the morning when he landed there at 5 a.m. Eastern. It's 2 a.m. on the West Coast where these guys are. Give them a little time, man. Yeah. He's so petty. So it is interesting. They did thank him. Uh, They didn't qualify it at all. They just said thank you. Um, didn't say we're not big fans, but thank you. They didn't do any of that. It's just a straight out, a straight out thank you to the president of the United States and the U.S. government. Said they were treated well in China, so uh, that's pretty cool. And they did fess up and actually said they screwed up and shoplifted, which kind of surprised me. They admitted to it. What are you doing? Why would you do that? Uh, amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed. Coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Well, thanks to Twitter, we do have some new information on Roy Moore and whether or not he was banned from the from the mall. This is from an Alabama TV report. Barnes Boyle was manager of the Gadsden Mall from 1981 to 1996. He says he has no memory of such a ban. Sure, it's part of that job. Yeah, we did have written reports and things. So, but I, it, to my knowledge, he was not banded from the mall. A Boyle says he is a wow. Roy Moore supporter and he does plan to vote for him in December. Okay, so that's from the manager of the mall during the time he was supposedly banned. He has no recollection of any such ban on Roy Moore from the Gadsden Mall. This has been such an interesting roller coaster ride. One minute, I believe him. The next, I believe the accusers. And then I believe him again. And then I believe the accusers. It's pretty amazing. Nobody in this situation seems very credible right now. The, the lawyers, Gloria Allred and Roy Moore's lawyer, certainly don't. Um, the, some of the accusers seem a little shaky in their stories. Uh, Roy Moore has seen a little shaky in his defense. I mean, I don't, I don't know who to believe. I really don't. It's it, this is going to be interesting to see how the people of Alabama vote on December twelfth. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Daniel in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. All right, thanks for having me on, Pat. Mm-hmm. So, the Roy Moore situation. I really don't find the stories credible for a few reasons. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, we see the same tactic used against Republicans over and over and over again, and it's always fake. And then the mm-hmm. second is, with all the high-profile accusations of the same nature that actually do seem to have some credibility, 
with Hollywood, now you, there's been enough time passed, and now you also have fame seekers starting to show up. That's true. Uh, and you don't know who to trust anymore. Yeah. If So if you're in Alabama, do you think you vote for him? Uh, I think that if a pollster calls me, I say, no, of course I'm not voting for him. But when I get into that voting booth, that's anonymous. And I'm doing, and, I, and there's no way I would have a, you know, psychotic leftist rep, you know, re- represent me. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of your choice at this point, isn't it? It's Roy Moore or some psycho lefty. That's what you got. Yeah. That's <laughs> what you have. All right, thanks for the call. Uh, 888-900-3393. And then, you know, the accusations flying around Hollywood continue. Uh, Brett Ratner, the big director, the guy who directed X-Men, and he's responsible for quite a few really big movies, uh, including financing Wonder Woman. Uh, the guy has done a lot. He's, he's one, of the, one of the directors now, one of the hot guys in the industry, being accused by all kinds of women of sexual harassment and worse. Natasha Natasha Henstridge talked about an experience she had with him where uh, she apparently went to his apartment with uh, six other people. She says she didn't know him very well, uh, but she went anyway, and they were watching a movie together, and everybody fell asleep. At least that's her recollection. When she woke up, it was just her and Brett Ratner. And she got up to leave, and he stood in front of the door and wouldn't let her leave. And then she says she got really scared. He kept coming on to her, and she resisted a little bit, but then she just finally relented and submitted. And and so I guess he had his way with her. Hmm. Now, I guess that's rape, right? Is uh, that's, that's her claim, it, that she was sexually assaulted. And, you know, for a woman, if you're afraid... And you don't want to get the crap beat out of you. Yeah, I guess it makes sense that you would submit and just do it and let him have his thing. And that's kind of what she said. I just let him do his thing. Hmm. So another Hollywood accusation, huh? You know, there's somebody I know who uh, had a famous quote about the Hollywood accusations. Do you know this guy, BLP? BLP? Yeah, what did he say? Uh, I think he said a day without a Hollywood accusation is just like night. I mean, that's just that's simple truth right there. Simple truth. Okay. Out of the mouths of babes. Hmm. And uh, so there are plenty of accusations uh, to go around in Hollywood right now. And I think there's probably going to be an awful lot more. And now you've got, again, you got Al Franken being caught up in this thing. It'll be interesting to see if that has any legs. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see how Democrats handle this. Because Republicans are all over Roy Moore. Just the accusation is enough. For many Republicans to be demanding that he get out of the race, I'm guessing you will not have the same response from Democrats with Al Franken. They're not going to insist that he get out of office. They're not gonna, going to insist that he answer to these things. They're not going to say, look, you need, to, you need to step aside, not run for re-election again. In fact, maybe you need to resign from the Senate now and we'll have a special election. That will not happen with Democrats. No matter how bad it, it winds up getting for Al Franken, and I, I'm guessing this isn't the end of it. Uh, Mike in Indiana, you're on the blaze. And how's it going? Uh, Good. I think we're just a few senators away of draining this swamp, you know, and they mm-hmm. seem very desperate to not let Roy Moore get in there. So uh, 
you know, this is uh, pretty obvious to me, you know, that uh, they're scared to death of losing their seats. So that's what I think. So uh, you don't believe the accusations at all? Of course not. This is just, yeah. it's so obvious, you know. And my God, how many guys, you know, 40 years ago, how do these women have such good recollection, you know, from mm-hmm. 40 years ago, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I appreciate it's, it. It's ridiculous. Thanks, Mike. And and also, you would think that some of these women would have said something back then, would have filed charges back then, would have called the police back then. Nope. It's all coming out now uh, under the guise that there's safety in numbers. It's just kind of strange to me that nobody said anything about any of this stuff. And supposedly it's a well-known fact in Gadsden, Alabama, that Roy Moore has a thing for young women and went after them and was trolling for them at the mall. And now we have the mall manager who said, no, there's no ban on Roy Moore. Jim in Mississippi, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, good morning. I just wanted to touch on this Roy Moore incident. Yeah. I I, I live in Mississippi and, uh, I've got some dear friends over and my neighbors over in Alabama, and I just hope that uh, they don't. Uh, there's three things that they cannot believe in: uh, the media, the Washington Post, uh, and uh, uh, the press. Now, if you you can't believe in what what these people come up with, and those liberal progressive Democrats, so you got to start from there and just whitewash that whole all that information that you receive from those people. Uh, number four, you can't believe these these witnesses, these um, accusations either. There's no collaboration. It's a he say, she say uh, idea. And um, rest assured, one thing is for sure, and I hope they realize this, that if they don't vote for Roy Moore, uh, if they intend to do it in the first place, and he doesn't get into office, rest assured that all these accusations that all these people come up with will disappear like vapor in the noonday sun. You'll never hear of them again. And I hope my good neighbors mm-hmm. have enough sense to realize all this. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see. And I think they might, Jim. I actually think I, I actually think that uh, a lot of the voters in Alabama are going to be defiant over this. Nobody, nobody wants to be told by the media for whom they should be voting. They, just, they don't want to hear it. Uh, appreciate the call. And, you know, besides they... They've, they've got other things on their mind. Um, they've, they're, they're just trying to make ends meet with their family. Uh, I think a lot of people aren't even... Maybe if they, if they are paying attention to these accusations, I don't think they care all that much. I think the people of Alabama uh, just want to vote for who they want to vote for. That's why they didn't go with Mo Brooks in the first place. You know, Roy Moore has been... Uh, He's been a big name in Alabama for a long time, and this dates back to at least the Ten Commandments monument fight when he went to battle over the Ten Commandments monument being uh, removed from courthouses in Alabama. I, I think it was in Birmingham. And the ACLU was going after it. Atheists were going after it and, and insisting that it be removed. And he is one guy who went to war with them and uh, took it upon himself to say, no, we're not, we're not doing that. There's no reason that we have to remove this monument. Our law is based on the Ten Commandments. It makes sense for them to be prominently displayed uh, uh, on a courthouse plaza. 
and he won. And so I think people have loved him ever since. And the media, the media has loved tearing him apart ever since because they can't stand, first of all, they don't like Republicans. Secondly, they certainly don't like religious people. And he's both. 888 Also, a half dozen Democrats yesterday introduced articles of impeachment against President Trump, accusing him of obstruction of justice and other offenses in an effort that stands little, little chance in the Republican-led House. But the majority of Democrats seem intent on having nothing to do with the effort either as lawmakers await the results of special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into ties between the Trump campaign and Russia. Democrat leaders have argued that the impeachment campaign riles up Trump's GOP base. And uh, that might actually help him. And I think they're right. And the psychic that we quoted yesterday for predictions in 2018 said there would be, in 2018, a movement to impeach Trump, which would fail, and he would become more popular as a result of that effort. You got it. Uh, The five articles accused the president of obstruction of justice related to the FBI investigation into Russia meddling, undermining the independence of the federal judiciary and some other offenses. We've taken this action because of great concerns for the country and our constitution and our national security and our democracy. Yeah, we we don't have a democracy. Steve Cohen, Democrat from Tennessee, announced. He said he understands that Republicans hold the majority and are unlikely to allow hearings on the impeachment articles. He said the group will hold occasional briefings to explain each of the five articles of impeachment and where they believe Trump runs afoul of the law or committed misdeeds that warrant impeachment. That's going to be a a tough road because, uh, first of all, nothing, nothing they've even said so far rises to the level of impeachment. And so... Certainly, you're not going to get the Republicans on board with this. And so this is just these are just the the fringe Democrats, people like uh, Maxine Waters, uh, people like Al Green of Texas and uh, Adriano Espelot of New York. Gutierrez uh, said he wasn't he wasn't afraid to support the resolution, despite the concerns of some fellow Democrats says, I see a crime and I have a responsibility to dial 911 immediately. I don't call and try to reach my consensus with all my neighbors and all my friends and those whose opinion I might seek out. I, again, what is the crime here? What have they what has he done? They've they've substantiated no claims against him with this collusion thing. Ridiculous. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Uh, more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up in a second. But first, let me tell you about Gotenna. Uh, Gotenna is the first 100% off-grid, mobile, long-range, consumer-ready mesh network, which means if cell towers are down or jammed, there's no routers or satellites to communicate with, you can use this Gotenna mesh network. Uh, It's perfect for you if you're an outdoor enthusiast, if you're an avid traveler, or you just like to be prepared in case anything goes wrong. And we've seen a lot of things go wrong over the last several months, from hurricanes to fires to shootings. And a lot of times there are interruptions in communications when when those things happen. With this, with the GoTenna Mesh Network, 
You just simply pair this device with your phone using the GoTenna app. Or you can leave it unpaired in strategic locations to relay communications from device to device. And right now, when you go to GoTenna.com, G-O-T-E-N-N-A.com, use the promo code PAT15, you'll get 15% off your order of two, four, or eight packs. So don't wait until you need this to act. Visit GoTenna.com today. Save 15% with the promo code PAT15. That's GoTenna.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. returns another day another Roy Moore accuser but also we're throwing Al Franken into the mix just for fun (laughs) actually we're not but the uh, woman who was sexually harassed by him is which is uh, which makes it a little bit well it's it's fun let's just face it it's (laughs) fun Uh, TMB Jackal Q10 says thanks Pat for the Franken kiss image can't believe I've got to break out the brain bleach this soon into the show. Uh, also, just who muck and fudge says three gerbils and a squirrel out of Jeffy's ears. Isn't that a Jeffy website? Mm-hmm. And uh, from oops at me Miller says, uh, is it possible to say buttocks without hearing Forrest Gump? No, it is not. It is not. It, it really isn't. That's confirmed. So Mitch McConnell now is calling for an ethics review of Al Franken's sexual assault accusations, which is great. (laughs) Let's, uh, you know, as long as this has come up, they might as well, because you know for a fact the Democrats would be doing that if the shoe was on the other foot. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens if Roy Moore wins this election. It wouldn't surprise me if he does, actually. Actually, one thing different if the Democrats were empowering the Republican being accused of this. Instead of calling for the ethics uh, investigation, they would already be calling for him to resign. Yep. Jump right to it. No doubt about it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Donna in South Carolina. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. For, Forty years ago, if a woman made any accusations of rape or sexual harassment or anything, she was instantly attacked. So there was no motivation to come forward for that none at all um and also on another note Mm -hmm. 45 years ago i got picked up hitchhiking and i remember every single word the guy said to me uh what did he uh, was he saying bad things to you yes he was and it's not something that could air on the radio (laughs) okay uh did you get away from him I jumped out of the moving car. Oh, wow. Wow. That had to hurt. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? When you jump out of a moving car, you tend to roll. (laughs) Okay. I bet you do. Uh, (laughs) So uh, did that teach you an important lesson about hitchhiking, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) Well, not 40 years ago. No, I still hitchhiked across country. All right. Uh, Uh, Thanks for the call, Donna. Um, I don't, I don't remember that being the case 40 years ago, but I mean, I wasn't a woman 40 years ago, and uh, 
I don't remember these kinds of situations being discussed all the time, like like we do now. Is it was it a thing that forty years ago, if you said, "Hey, this person is harassing me," you would be attacked? I I I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Lori in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hey there, Pat. Hey, your show is long overdue. Kudos to you. Thank Good you. To hear you. Um, yeah, you know, with all these stories coming out lately, I'm 61, and I am bringing back a lot of memories of stuff I've long dismissed. And why that is, I'm not sure. And how things have changed, I'm not sure. But I remember sitting in my dentist chair with my mom when I turned 16, and the dentist asking her, can I have permission to go out with your daughter when she turns 16? And he picked me up at my door with my mother's permission. That was my first date. Now, I remember that, but I don't remember. You know, now you're talking about men, older men asking parents out for permission. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was the most bizarre. Uh, fortunately, it didn't end bad. But, you know, it was like she, he asked me out. He asked her. And then when I did thir- turn 16, my first experience on the job with my boss and his father was sexual harassment, sexual assault. I never said anything to anybody until these stories start coming out. And I'm thinking, you know, and I see how all these women are coming out against all these men. I'm thinking, man, I could be doing the same thing against people that I've experienced in my life. Why that is, I don't know. Why women haven't said anything. You know, maybe there, it's not real black and white here. Maybe there's some good to come from this. But, you know, due, due process is very important. Yeah. And, you know, things do need to change. And But, you know, it's just stirred up a lot of stuff that's, you know, I realize I'm not alone. Yeah. And it's happened to a lot of people. I just hope. You know, that people aren't doing this for the wrong reasons because if they're doing it for the right, it, it, it's pretty good. Yeah. So you you agree that peop- that women just didn't say anything at the time. They just kept it to themselves pretty much. Well, you know, I have to look back and think why and figure that out. Yeah. You know, I came from a pretty messed up house. I had nowhere to run to, nowhere to go. I was pretty much victimized and felt very vulnerable. I don't know. It, I think it depends on the situation. But, yeah, if I had it all to do over again, let me tell you, I would have stood up, but I wasn't able to. Uh, Maybe now, 40 years, 50 years later, Mm -hmm. kind of late. I think mostly it's learning and and maybe teaching our kids something a little different, make sure that they're able to to stand up against such stuff. So maybe there's some good here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if that happens, if that comes of this, that will be good. Thanks for the call, Lori. You know, if women are not harassed anymore, not sexually assaulted anymore because the men are afraid that they'll be outed and exposed. I mean, that would be a very good thing to come out of this. And some of the Hollywood actresses are saying as much. They're saying, you know, maybe this will be the time when uh, they can work free of all of this nonsense, this extracurricular crap that goes on with these guys. Uh, Charles in Alabama, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, man. Uh, hey. You know, I'm from Alabama. I listen to a lot of uh, local talk radio. Mm-hmm. You know, I really believe Roy Moore's going to win. Really? People are taking up for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't vote for him. I voted for Mo Brooks. Okay. Thanks. That was a, that was uh, a good move. You. Thank you. That was a good move. Well, okay. And, and uh, I think Roy Moore is just Alabama's way of giving the big middle finger to the establishment. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think you're and, probably right. And as far I got one more thing to say, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Ted Cruz, ask him to step down? Well, uh, I don't remember hearing Roy Moore uh, telling Ted Cruz to step down when all that crap was being thrown at him. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Ted, man, you worry about Texas. People of Alabama will, you know. <laughs> That's good advice. Uh, thanks, Charles. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I that's kind of my impression that the people of Alabama are going to vote for this guy as an in-your-face to the establishment. You're not going to tell us who to vote for, who we can and cannot vote for. Uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, that always works out well. Yeah. <clears throat> and then it'll be interesting to see if the guy is seated once he, if he does win. Because the threat now is we're not going to let you in the Senate. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. A Los Angeles radio anchor is accusing the Minnesota senator of the abuse during a USO tour in 2006. Leanne Tweeden says in a sketch that Franken wrote, his character was supposed to kiss her. She claims he insisted they practice and says at one point Franken forcibly kissed her. Tweeden says she later found a tour photo of Franken groping her breasts over her clothes as she slept. Franken's issued a statement saying he did not remember the rehearsal for the skit in the same way, but sent his sincerest apologies. And he said the photo was intended to be funny, but obviously was not, and says he shouldn't have done it. That was Sharon Reed reporting. Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore is again being accused of sexual misconduct. Four more women have made claims against Moore, who continues to deny the accusations. President Trump is on Capitol Hill talking tax reform with House Republicans. Trump and Republican leaders are looking for a big legislative victory on the House floor today when lawmakers take a vote on that package. Uh, A nonpartisan analysis of the Senate's version of a tax bill finds the bill would cut taxes for wealthy Americans while raising taxes for households making less than $75,000 a year. The Joint Committee on Taxation, the official tax analysts for Congress, released their report this morning casting doubt that the bill would provide the sweeping tax cuts that Trump and Senate Republicans have been promising. That's the latest. I'm Doug Parrish. Build or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-219-6614 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800 800-219- That's 800-219-6614. 800-219-6614. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. You forget what a dirtbag Al Franken is. You know, he's been he's been more quiet in the Senate than I anticipated. So you kind of forget he's there, and you kind of forget the kinds of 
things he used to say all the time, uh, the act that he did. You forget about quotes like some of these. In a 1995 New York Magazine article, he detailed three-way sex with robots in a uh, 2000 Playboy article during which he also discussed a well-known 60 Minutes reporter. He said, I'm quoting Al Franken now, and I give pills to Leslie Stahl. Then when Leslie's passed out, I take her to the closet and rape her. Or that's why you never see Leslie until February. When she passes out, I put her in various positions and take pictures of her. Wow. We need a laugh track? I mean, I, this is not even funny. Not not at all. The guy's never been funny. No. I found myself extremely attracted to the vulnerable side of this sexy scientist, he said in the Playboy article. And when I, off, when I offered to comfort her, she accepted, kissing me full on the lips, inserting her tongue, blah, blah, blah. Then she reached out and started rubbing my crotch with him. Okay, and then he gets more graphic. Uh, he was also quoted as saying at a Feminist Majority Foundation event in 1999 that was aimed at helping Afghani women, why don't we focus on what Afghan women can do? They can cook, bear children, and pray. As I recall, that was fine for our grandmothers. <laughs> this guy is just, uh, I, I, it's hard to believe he's in the U.S. Senate. Sure is. Hard to believe. Well, that's what finding some... Missing votes in the back of a vehicle will do for you the day after an election. He was at a roast of Rob Reiner some years ago. And uh, look at this wonderful little monologue he did during the roast. See, as a baby, Rob was routinely beaten (laughs) by his father, Carl. (laughs) On a typical night, Carl would slip into Rob's bed. Roll him over, swab him down, and say something like, I'm thinking about hiring Maury Amsterdam to play Buddy Sorrell. What do you think? Strange. Well, the success of the Dick Van Dyke show changed things dramatically. Carl started inviting many of his famous friends to son. Wow. Good heavens. I mean, and the people are laughing at that. It's not funny. It's not funny. And Rob Reiner himself looks quite uncomfortable. Interesting. Now, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Al Franken. And if, uh, if anybody makes anything of this. As we mentioned, Mitch McConnell is uh, calling for an ethics review of the sexual assault accusation by this uh, news anchor in Los Angeles from several years ago. Matt in Pennsylvania, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, um, just a comment. Obviously, I'm not in Alabama and I can't vote for him. Just a, a different perspective. You know, they always say that the Republicans need to reach out to, to younger voters and bring younger people in. And, and maybe that's all he was trying to do all this time. You know, just a, a little bit different. Of perspective. <laughs> yeah, that is a, that's a different perspective. Uh, definitely. All right. Uh, thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. 888 Josh in Kentucky. You're on the blaze. Hi. 
Hey, uh, first time caller, I just want to let you know you guys are stinking hilarious. And I listen to you all every day, but thank you. Um, just had a comment about this whole, uh, you know, more thing. Mm-hmm. If uh, he had been, you know, convicted, you know, uh, accused of this stuff 30 years ago, fine. People come out, fine. But where are the people that are coming out? a year ago, five years ago, because mm-hmm. pedophiles and, you know, uh, abusers that do these things, they don't mm-hmm. stop. They never stop. They always, you know, to me, I mean, being a board of getting Christian, the only person that can stop those tendencies is somebody is Jesus Christ. Now, if he is to, you know, say, hey, you know, 20 years ago, I repented of these things and my life has changed. I think you would hold a lot more credibility with the people in Alabama, uh, Alabama just because, you know, that is a Bible Belt. A lot of Christian folks down there, they can look past that. But if he keeps yeah. lying about these things, then there's no way that, you know, in my opinion, you know, I'm taking it from a Christian standpoint, that God can bless his candidacy and bless him while he's in the Senate. No, I think that's a great point. But so, But you do believe the accusers then? Or do you not? I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily believe the accusers. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think the, the whole Gloria Allred thing. Even before y'all start talking about it, I'm watching that newscast and I'm like, you know, I follow politics since uh, at, since uh, you know Clinton was first elected. Since I was 17 years old, yeah. I've always been interested in politics, and I see you know uh, you know different changes and everything like that. And when I see Gloria Allred sitting next to somebody, I'm like y'all. I don't pay no attention to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm of yes. the mind frame that if you're telling the truth and what you're saying is the truth, you do not need a lawyer sitting next to you writing a piece of paper for you to read. You get out there and you tell your story. Especially that particular lawyer because Gloria Allred is an ambulance chaser. She's she's a publicity hound, and she's always in the middle of these things, and she doesn't have any credibility. So, and I, I agree with your approach on, uh, you know, if he did do this, and frankly, I go back and forth. I'm, I, I'm not sure what I believe here. I'm not, I'm not sure who to believe or what to believe. But I like, I like what you said about if he actually did this, to say, yeah, I, I made mistakes in my life. I've since converted to Christianity, and uh, I, I repented. I think you. I think you're right. I think that would resonate with the voters in Alabama. I think it would. When he did convert, and when all this, you know, whole Christianity thing did come along, because that was shining a light on a lot of people, and they could say, okay, he did this 30 years ago, but 20 years ago he got more involved with the church, and yeah. there has been, and you know, I've worked in a federal penitentiary before. And I have seen people that have actually turned their life over to God and have been cured of these things. Yes. But to me, that's the only thing that can be cured. Yes. I could be wrong. No, I, I think you're right. Uh, it, it's interesting. It's, I, I, don't, I don't know if it would work or not. Um, but I think it would resonate with the people of Alabama. And it would certainly resonate with Christians because it's, it's part of what we believe. But he's... I don't get the impression... That he believes he's done anything wrong. And so he's just going to keep plugging ahead. And no amount of Mitch McConnell saying, hey, you need to get out of the race. 
Uh, no amount of Ted Cruz telling him to step aside is uh, is going to convince him to do that. And again, there was a poll that came out. It's it's internal polling, and it came up that his Democrat opponent is now 12 points ahead. And I think it's possible that the Republicans leaked that poll to try to get him to step aside. I just don't think it's going to work. I, I don't think he's going to. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. Again, if he wins and McConnell has threatened that he won't seat him, well, let's see that happen. Here is an interesting thought from Jack Hole Beer Guy who tweeted at, at Pat Unleashed. Um, I'd vote for Roy Moore, hoping to force a new election to get someone better when he didn't get into the Senate. So let's say he wins, the Senate mm-hmm. refuses to seat him, <laughs> then you force another election in Alabama. True, yeah. It's a good thought. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, maybe you got a shot at Mo Brooks again. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> right? Uh, let's go to Steve in Virginia. You're on the blaze. Hi. Well, hi, Pat. I, I, was, I, I was just thinking that uh, the woman who called earlier and said that 40 years ago, women didn't report these things because they were afraid of being attacked. And I'm thinking that all works right up until you realize that Roy Moore stood for election five years ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think five years ago, these sort of accusations would have been celebrated. I think so, too. It, you know, it, yeah, I think so, too. So it's, it's kind of a weird dichotomy. You know what I mean? Yes, it, it is. Uh, thanks for the call, Steve. And But, again, the safety and numbers thing probably applies because the Hollywood ac- accusations are, are uh, highly publicized now. The Harvey Weinstein situation. Uh, the Kevin Spacey thing. Uh, yesterday we had something come up with with John Travolta. Uh, so when you got all of these people coming forward, this is probably a better time than five years ago. But yeah, it would have been well received five years ago as well. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, are politics ruining Thanksgiving? In the wake of last year's uh, presidential election, politically divided families have cut their Thanksgiving celebration short by an average of 20 to 30 minutes, according to this new study. (laughs) Republican voters were more likely to bail on Democratic families than vice versa. Yeah, because we don't want to. I just uh, you don't want to hear it. And reductions in family time were steeper in areas that saw more political ads. Those are among the conclusions of a new working paper by M. Keith Chen of UCLA and another researcher from Washington State. The paper matches location data from 10 million smartphones to precinct-level voting data for the 2016 election. And it paints a detailed portrait of how people from predominantly Democratic and Republican areas spent their 2016 Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, In recent years, they say Thanksgiving's become a politically charged time, often pitting family members with diametrically opposed political beliefs against each other over, you know, turkey and mashed potatoes. Hmm. Last year, news outlets across the country published stories on how to navigate political discussion with Trump-supporting uncles and socialist nephews. (laughs) A majority of Americans said they hoped to avoid Thanksgiving politics completely. Surveys and anecdotes are great, but they wanted to know if people actually altered their behavior on Thanksgiving as a result of all of the political divisiveness. And the answer is 
Yes, they do. <laughs> they actually cut their Thanksgiving Day uh, time with their family. They cut it short and left early. And that was 2016. It's only going to get worse now because what's For on sure. in the background? The NFL. Uh, yes. <laughs> with That's right. Highly charged politics going on there now. So yeah, this you is going to be, get away from this it. is going to be great. Can't get away from it. <laughs> uh, the NFL doesn't even provide respite anymore. Mm. Uh, are you sealing up your house for the winter? Kind of sounds great unless your indoor air quality is bad enough to make your family sick. If, you, if you're getting sick all the time in your house and you're wondering why this keeps happening, you know, it may be that you're trapping mold and pet dander and pollen and, you know, even combustion sources and cleaning products in the air in your home. And maybe it's been a while since you've changed your furnace's filter. When you crank the heat, you could be cycling all that stuff, all that bad stuff again, right throughout your home. But there is a great solution, and it's called FilterBuy. FilterBuy.com. So easy. Just search by size, brand, or Merv rating. If you have a strange size of filter, that's no problem. They literally make one just for you. Your filters will be shipped within 24 hours, and all their filters are made right here in the USA. So when you set up auto delivery, you'll save 5% and then you never have to think about, well, is it, is it time to change my filters again? Because they just show up when it's time to change them again. Go to filterby.com today. Get the best price on top quality filters. They're shipped free within 24 hours. It's fast. It's so easy and it's so convenient. Filterby.com. That's filterby.com. Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. Thanksgiving, as we were moments ago with it being politicized. There is a reporter who just got treated to a $76,000 Thanksgiving meal. Wow. $76,000 it cost to make this Thanksgiving meal. That's a lot of gravy. Shoof. So the guy gets invited to this thing. Uh, some famous chef in New York at the Old Homestead Steakhouse. I guess they do this every year now the average the average thanksgiving dinner for for 10 people costs 50 bucks like five dollars per person Hmm. 50 bucks it's what you know it's it's probably the most economical uh, feast that you have at at any holiday because the turkey is not that expensive and the stuffing and you know you make rolls and it's just not that expensive well this guy put together a thanksgiving package that costs 1500 times more than the average, $76,000. Um, and they say that when, you're, when you spend $76,000 on a Thanksgiving dinner, you're not just buying dinner, you're creating memories. Yeah, I, I, I would think so. So he describes his, his meal. He turns up at the table, and I guess it was beautifully appointed like a Da Vinci painting. And the dinner had... 475 
dollars per pound imported Japanese Wagyu beef lollipops. Four hundred and I thought it was like a hundred dollars a pound. Four hundred seventy-five bucks a pound for this Japanese Wagyu beef. Mm. That's the beef that they supposedly massage and you know do all those special things to it so that it's incredibly tender and flavorful. Ridiculous. Then it had gravy infused with $3,300 special reserve Pappy Van Winkle bourbon. Wow. So they, I mean, just the finest ingredients from all over the world they use to put this thing together. The dinner started with $100 imported King Oysters with an Opus Wine Mignonette sauce. Uh, Then that was followed with a plate of inch-thick $225 per pound smoked bacon slabs. You've got bacon that's $225 a pound? I've never heard of that. Wow, I'm torn on whether I need to be Googling the bourbon or the bacon right now. Yeah, It's, it's cured from an imported Japanese black boar, topped with an orange marmalade glaze, Made from $75 Decopan oranges and $1,800 special whoa. reserve cognac. Whoa, 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 whoa. 75. $75 oranges. Stop it. He's, so the reporter who was treated to this says, why would you buy $75 oranges? <sighs> it made sense after the sweetness hit my tongue. Okay. Uh, the last of the non-traditional Thanksgiving flavor comes from a staple that the steakhouse has become known for. It's prized Japanese Wagyu beef. Bite-sized lollipops of the $475 per pound meat are served with a peppercorn au poivre dipping sauce infused with $4,800 Louis the Thirteenth uh, cognac. He mm. says it tastes like butter. It eats like butter. It's like the 4th of July in your mouth. Fireworks. But those delicacies are not what make Thanksgiving. It's all about the turkey, the stuffing, the potatoes. Needless to say, this was not the butterball turkey most people are accustomed to. So even the turkey was an organic $105 per pound turkey. 105 bucks a pound for turkey? Come on. This How is good can turkey taste? Ridiculous. Sourced from a free-range farm in upstate New York... Basted in $17 per ounce Italian olive oil, seasoned with spices from the Middle East. Hmm. Whipped sweet potatoes were topped with $1,600 per ounce black caviar from the Caspian Sea. And the mashed potatoes boasted the flair of $455 per pound imported Swedish moose cheese. Hmm. Okay. The stuffing was $55 per pound, foie gras. Uh, so the whole bill comes to $76,000. Yeah, that's because that uh, bourbon there that you mentioned runs between $1 and $400 per bottle. Mm-hmm. Happy Van Winkle started yeah. in 1891, traveling around with a buggy. Uh, he he kind of says that it was... Pretty spectacular, and mm. and you would hope so for seventy six thousand dollars. Mm. You'd love to try and that's that. They just served one person. <laughs> uh, I well, how many people are gonna spend seventy six thousand dollars on a Thanksgiving meal? I don't know. This reporter, uh, I think, seems to have been invited as a promotion. So 
uh, no, there were a lot of other people that actually paid for it, and I don't think he was one of them. Hmm. But uh, that's living the high life. You have to wonder, with all the things going on in our world today, uh, do you th- is it a moral thing to spend $76,000 on Thanksgiving meal? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just Maybe, know. That, I guess if you could afford it, you know, whatever. It's uh, your money. Yeah. There's a lottery in Pennsylvania if you want a chance to buy a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle bourbon. Oh, a, really? A lottery to just buy Just to buy it? Just to spend the money? For this limited release. So, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Bourbon. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Dave in Ohio. Hey, Dave. You're on the blaze. How you doing, How you doing Pat? Good. Yeah, it was uh, with the Roy, Roy Moore, uh, sorry, Moore, mm-hmm. that's uh, down there. Basically, in today's society, I mean, if you're accused of rape or child molestation and you didn't do it, you stick to your guns and uh, this is what he's doing. And it was 38 years ago. Making mm-hmm. a case would be completely hard for any prosecutor to do, to call witnesses 38 years to get testimony would be completely hard to do. But this was a month before election. Then Gloria Allwright is there with somebody. There's yeah. another one to her. And it's just, I mean, the guy's sticking to his guns. If he did it, I mean, yes, the guy should, you know, that's complete. It's real creepy. And yes, he shouldn't yes. be a senator. But right. he's sticking to his guns. So I'm... I'm going to have to, I would side with him. There's just too much. I mean, why didn't this lady ever come out 38 years? I know. This guy has ran to be a judge. He's ran for, uh, God, you, there's a certain times you could have came out. But now, especially in this environment, because every, this is the thing now. It's, you know, it's a racism. Now it's the sex thing. And this is coming out of everywhere. None of these women wanted to step up before, but now they do. Yeah. I find... Some of it, yes, I believe is they're found in some of these people are real creep, creepos and they should be ousted. And yes, they should. But sometimes I think some of these things are just it's political for political means, especially with Senate, the way uh, it's so close, you know, 51, 49. So and I was thinking, too, when I when I look at my check every week, I feel like I'm being violated by this IRS <laughs> guy. I was wondering if we could Gloria would take my case up and we could maybe oust that person from the government. <laughs> you know, I was just I think uh, you may be class action suit or something i think there's more than just me out there i'm just i, I think that's too legitimate a cause for gloria already to take up <laughs> you're right <laughs> yeah. you're right uh thank you very much Have a good thanks day. appreciate it dave uh i know it's the the timing does it is suspect you know and a lot of women have have said called up today and say they understand the timing they they get it because you know, you don't feel like you can come forward without getting torn apart, I guess. Or nobody's going to believe you. Or you don't have the power. Or you're going to lose your job. Or whatever the case may be. And so it's difficult for them to come forward. But yeah, they've had a lot of opportunities to do that. And so it does make you wonder, why now? Why why this guy? Uh, and really, if all he did was date younger girls... Excluding the 14-year-old and the 16-year-old who uh, claims there was a sexual assault. If you exclude those two things, it's just dating young girls. And that wasn't a crime. So, And he certainly is sticking to his guns. 888-900-3393. We got Jeffy chewing the fat coming up.
Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. To Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. And that must mean it's time to chew the fat uh, with Jeffy. Hi, Pat. Jeffy. How in the world are you? Oh. Any allegations against you or myself today yet? No. Okay. It's, well, it's probably early. you. Yeah. But. I mean, I don't have any. They're not coming out of the woodwork yet. They haven't reached out to me yet. Haven't they? Look, I admit it. Mm-hmm. I admitted it from day one. That's why I find some of them hard to believe is the ones that with the, the women that say that he ran after me and said, hey, don't tell anybody. I don't believe those people. Why? Because if you're a dirtbag, speaking mm-hmm. hypothetically, let's say uh-huh. if you're a dirtbag and you do something against someone mm-hmm. and they yell, no, don't, then they slap or kick you and then they run away. You just figure it's over. Mm. You don't run after them and say, "Oh, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody." Well, and you, you think you're above you're you're above everything, yeah. so you don't even worry about it, right? Right? Because yeah. you got such an ego. And of course, we knew uh, Kevin Spacey uh, has twenty more out of the woodwork from his London theater. Work. Twenty more. Twenty more. Wow. Twenty more. Uh, All guys. Spacey's transgressions are alleged to have ranged from making pe- people feel uncomfortable, and you can't even do that in today's world. No. Well, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I know. Making people feel uncomfortable to sexually inappropriate behavior, which, you know, obviously you can't do. But, I mean, you can't. The whole thing of making people uncomfortable. Come on now. Stop it. Come on. You can't make somebody be uncomfortable. <laughs> right. They have to allow you to. Thank you. To become. That's, that's amazing. But anyway, mm-hmm. there's 20 more from the London from the London theater that he was in charge, that he was the head of. Okay. <laughs> Bad. Yeah, and if you think, and if you, and if you think that uh, uh, Dingleberry from D.C. Al Franken mm-hmm. is the first of that crowd, no, think again, please. Or I mean, the last, and even more so, the last of that crowd. Think again, because that place is. You don't want to talk about an actual, real life house of cards. It's another cesspool. You aren't kidding, just boy. like Hollywood. Yes, maybe, maybe worse. I, it may be worse. Yeah, maybe worse because they're already trying to cover their butt. Sliced alone, by the way. Being accused of sexually assaulting a 16-year-old oh, fan said she was, uh, uh, the, okay. Uh, There's a lot there. Stallone said she was tight, made her give him and his bodyguard. Oh, wow. And, uh, wow. Uh, there's. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not understanding. Is that picture, <laughs> is that story? Wow. Uh, oh, wow. Is that Those a- are serious charges. <laughs> Those are quotes. Jeffy. Wow. Again, with the wow, is it? <laughs> he threatened, he beat her head in what? if she ever told anybody what he, what he had her do. Good gosh. And Don't what throw is it, that away. I'd like to read that. Yeah. <laughs> what is it that, uh, what's BOP <laughs> say? A, a day without a Hollywood accusation is... Just like night. Just like night. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's ugly if, if 
there's that many oh wows and ooh yeah. uh, from that story. Yeah. <laughs> That's ugly. It's a lot of self-editing on the fly. Uh, no, I know, mm. but I mean that does not mean bode well for Sly. Right. No, it doesn't. Right. There's a lot there. Yeah, that's, and I, I was just thinking about charges. him today too. As a matter of fact, for some reason, I was looking at a picture of him when he first got married to, uh, um, eh, from Rocky, the tall one. They were only married for about four or five Bridget. years. Yeah, Bridget, Brigitte uh, Nielsen, Nielsen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I happened to think about him like, boy, he hasn't been caught up in any of this. Good for him. Uh-uh. <laughs> Too early. Yeah. Back it up. Yeah. I'd like to say rest in peace. Uh, you may have already covered this because it was, uh, you know, I know you're such a big fan of uh, rapper Lil Peep. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, he, rest in peace, Yeah, uh, Lil Peep. Uh, he's, he died at 21. Oh, no. I'm sorry, who's that again? We lost him? We lost, him. We Lil lost Peep. Lil Peep? Yeah. Uh, what uh, That's very happened? sad. You know, look, he's an emerging voice. I don't have to tell you this. He's emerging an emerging voice. voice on the hip-hop scene and a YouTube star. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was found in Tucson, Arizona, uh, in the bus. Uh, they look, first responders were there, and they couldn't they couldn't save him. Very sad. And on the what scene, wrong with there's him? evidence evidence of uh, of an overdose. Oh, according to the police, but they're not making any stunning surprise. They're not making any choices as they're waiting for the medical examiner. Okay. Born uh, Gustav R. A. H. R. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Long Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rapper uh, blended uh, emo and hip hop for the distinctive singing and rapping style, which often highlighted his drug use. <laughs> <laughs> so, his debut album, which I mean, I'm so sick of hearing you play the debut album here that Every I day. want to mm-hmm. throw your computer away. Come over when you're sober, part one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, dropped in September. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peep's philosophies uh, are no more profound than a great Instagram caption, and he can come off as a bit of an indignant kid. Mm. But it's easy to see why a new class of Spitfires are using him as a as a. This is as from a, the heart for the anxieties. I know. Are you going to be able to Listen, keep it together with it? On Thursday, like we missed up. some of the members. The, some of the members of the hip hop community, uh, including rappers uh, Lil Yachty and uh, Ty Dolla Sign. Uh, offered their condolences on Twitter. Uh, Lil Yachty, uh-huh. uh, R.I.P. Lil Peep Dog. And I mean, that's uh, tell me <laughs> that's, that's not heartfelt. That's powerful. Oh, that's not heartfelt. Lil, and, uh, Lil Ty, Peep Dog. Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla Sign. Uh huh. Lil Peep W two F F F F F F F F F. Bro, I'm sick. So, okay. Sad. Wow. Rest, rest in peace. Powerful statement. I know. I, I was gonna. I was gonna say something, but I mean that. That's not at all. Fifty bucks says he's in the Rock and Roll Hall that of Fame before four. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, he's twenty-one true. years old. That's, he's what? He's humped into a t- microphone not, I have once. Not taking that bet. <laughs> Ex Google executive registers first church of AI with the IRS. Get ready for it. The former executive at Google has filed paperwork for the IRS to establish an official religion of technology. Mm. Now, this religion doesn't just worship scientific progress, but artificial intelligence itself, with the goal of creating a godhead. The new church of AI will aim to develop and promote the realization of a godhead based on artificial intelligence and through understanding and worship of the godhead, contribute to the betterment of society. Given that technology will relatively soon be able to surpass human abilities, we want to help educate people about this exciting future and prepare a smooth transition. 
In recent years, we've expanded our concept of rights to both sexes, minority groups, and even animals. Let's make sure we find a way for machines to get rights to. Let's make sure we do. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Rest in peace, little peep. <laughs> like, little peep dog. Little peep dog. R.I.P. Little peep dog. Little peep dog. Didn't he open for BLP once? <laughs> little peep dog? Yeah, I mean, he may have. More than once. I mean, yeah. yeah. More than once. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and we got something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. 24 years. Okay? Mm-hmm. 24 years from now. So there's a little something to, you know. Oh, humanity's not going to be around in. 24 years from now, but it's fun to think. I mean, that's awful pessimistic. I believe it's a realist thought. But go ahead, please. Humanity's first contact with aliens could only be 24 years away. We (laughs) sent a signal to an Earth-like planet that may host life. We sent them a mixtape. I don't know if Lil Peep is on that mixtape. Oh, of course he was. I, I mean, I hope so. Had to be. I hope so. You don't say, right. yo, from humanity without Lil right. Peep. Right. I mean, you can't even start. That's track one. That's a yo from humanity. I know. You uh, gotta I, have I apologize. Peep on that. I, I apologize for thinking that he wouldn't be on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the project called uh, Sonar Calling GJ273B, and that just rolls off the tongue, is a team effort. <laughs> Uh, it's also in collaboration with uh, Messaging to Extraterrestrial Intelligence, METI, and uh, the Institute of Space Studies of C- Catalonia in Spain. Humans just tried to contact intelligent aliens. That's it. On October 16th, 17th, and 18th, a team of musicians and scientists sent the message. They sent the message via radio waves and transmitted them nine different times. This helps to ensure that all information reaches its destination. Now you ask, what's in the message? Hmm, yeah. Actually, I didn't. But I didn't no, you were, I mean, you was right there on the tip of your tongue. Sure. What's in no, the message? No, I had no intention of asking. Really? I mean, huh. but you were, <laughs> there were three musical pieces. Okay. Oh. They, they, obviously, Lil Peep is one of them. Lil, Lil Peep. Peep. <laughs> Lil Peep, yeah. Lil Peep. Mm-hmm. And what was that song yesterday about mm-hmm. daddy don't hurt him or something? That's probably in there, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, run, Joey, run. Run, Joey, oh, run. run, Joey, run. David Geddes. Mm-hmm. And we'll throw in... Uh, Terrific. I want to thank you for playing that yesterday, too. Is it a, in your head all day? Good. Let's throw in right said Fred, I'm too sexy as our third. No? Uh, ten, ten musical pieces, three musical pieces. Uh, we know 33 oh. musical pieces, each 10 seconds long. Okay. Wow. So, I mean, little people has got to be in there more than once. Mm-hmm. 33 <laughs> musical pieces. Uh, tutorial on how humans keep time. Mm. Well, I bet you that's riveting. <laughs> and when we will be listening for a response. So, Wait, so don't send it when, when between 9 and 5. So we'll the be message out. is headed for a nearby exoplanet named uh, GJ273b. Uh, and that's what the astronomers call the super Earth. Okay. It's slightly more massive than Earth. And you remember, we actually did talk about this when they, when they found this. It was within uh, its star's uh, habitable zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good candidate for alien life. This is the first radio message of its kind designed for a direct response. So, okay. <laughs> Don't, well, does it we say which? 33 musical pieces, uh, promo code NASA, um, designed, uh, lives in another system 12 light years away. So uh, we hope that we'll get a response in 24 years. So they'll get it in 12 light years, respond, and we'll get it back. But what music did they use? They used 33 musical pieces each 
10 seconds long. It does not actually it say, say that it was low. Uh, okay. Let's see here. We've got uh, the Brandenburg Concerto. Yeah, it's got to be. It's Google. Uh, let's see here. Johnny B. Good. Hey, okay. They're, right. they're, they're taking songs from uh, different countries around the world. So the United States uh, offered that one along with uh, Melancholy Blues from uh, Louis Armstrong. So what? we've got Johnny B. Good. We've got the Louis Armstrong. We've got Night Chant by Navajo Tribe. That's what we're going to send to space? That's, that's the uh, United that's, States offerings here. Oh, <laughs> that we got Louis Armstrong? I think I just myself. What a wonderful world. Skies. <laughs> Dark was the night, cold was the ground by Blind Willie Johnson. That's the other American offering. So those are our four uh, contributions. So I mean, help I me think... if Britain doesn't have the Beatles, man. This project sucks. That's, That's... embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Come on now. I think that uh, I'm a little pissed that we didn't uh, put the title cut uh, of Lil Peep's new album, Come Over When You're Sober, Part yeah, 1. Well, check this out. I, go, I, I looked at Beatles here. Look at this. Sagan had originally asked for permission to include Here Comes the Sun from the Beatles album Abbey Road. While the Beatles favored it, EMI opposed it, and the song was not included. Hmm. However, wow. this has been refuted by Timothy Ferris, who blah, 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 blah. <sighs> Louis Armstrong. That's, that's the best example we have from humanity, that this is what well, we sound from like? from America, right? Come on from Amer- from, You said that's from the United States, yeah. right? Yeah. So, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, that's the best from the United States. I mean, there's nothing better than that from the U.S. Everybody, it's clear. <laughs> Lil Peep. Right. Where Unless you're going to put Lil Peep in. Clearly, this was a come over when you, project. Come over when you're sober, part one. <laughs> <Okay>. <sighs> that's actually pretty sad. Yeah. That's is. really sad. And, and I'd like to also hear the, the explanation of how we keep time. Because uh, you know that's going to be by someone riveting. Someone yep. riveting is mm-hmm. going to be telling aliens how we keep time. And then we, when we set the clock up past 12. Twice a year, we move it forward an hour and move it back. <laughs> and actually, nobody's there. figured out how to stop the flashing 12. <laughs> so you we, know, hope, only... we hope once you contact us, you'll be able to help us with that. <laughs> the only thing that stopped the flashing 12 <laughs> was that VHS or the VCRs got replaced with other technology. Yeah, That's so the only reason we don't have the flashing 12 anymore. We just got rid of it. We said we can't take it. <sighs> All right, where, do we, where can we go? We can talk about the NFL. I don't really care about them slumping figures and losing money. Good luck. We could talk about, hey, I know. Police officers are starting to get out of control. I don't know if you know that. I don't know that. Okay, but they are. Uh, I mean, have a couple of examples here. One example is a uh, <clears throat> police officer in St. Louis, uh, Missouri, uh, stopped at a red light. And uh, the guy behind him was pissed, saying, hey, let's go, Scott Smith. And he honked his horn at him and honked his horn at him and hacked his horn at him. Let's go! Mm. And this guy was in an unmarked police car. He was a police officer. Pulled him over mm-hmm. and asked, hey, is your horn stuck? And Steve Smith said, I don't know. Is your brake stuck? <laughs> uh, but he gave him a ticket. Uh, for uh, excessive noise from a vehicle. That's, now, come on. Come on now. Come on. Come on. That's like when I stopped at the white line. That's exactly like Remember that. Remember that? My, yes. tire, my tire was on the white line. Yes. Oh, we're getting money from the state to be able to write those. <laughs> we have to write those tickets. Come so on. You didn't park behind the white line. That's petty. Like, literally, you it's are petty. the only person I have ever met. 
that's gotten that ticket. That's gotten that. a ticket for that, a warning for and that. You know, we also know someone, anything. someone who got a ticket for accelerating up the on ramp to an interstate. Well, of course, you have to accelerate. You're getting but on the freeway. I know, but he got a ticket for speeding on the ramp. Is that your who? Your son? No, uh, uh, Tim. Oh, really? Tim, yeah. For accelerating Tim. on the ramp? Yeah. Upstairs, Tim, or Glenn Tim? Glenn Tim. At getting on the getting freeway? Getting on the interstate, off. on the interstate, going up the ramp, stop speeding it. up the ramp. I can't. That's unbelievable. Just stop, man. That's crazy. I know. but That's crazy. And now, you know, I guess you can. There's a speed limit, and really, you're supposed to, the rule is, right, uh, if you're, the rule is you're not accelerating to the speed limit of the interstate, you're accelerating to the speed of the traffic that's on the interstate, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, okay. I don't possible it's crazy it's pretty petty yeah i mean real ridiculous. ridiculous and then we have a texas sheriff seeking uh he wants us people to uh find this driver with the offensive anti-trump display on their truck and just have a talk with him oh yeah i yes i saw this uh, just have a talk with is him. there Look, is there free speech in america anymore no i mean yeah it said f trump or something yep. on his it's on a, his truck but can you not do that? It said F Trump and F you for voting for him. Yes, right. I mean, Which I don't want my kids to see. I don't want to see. Well, I don't want my kids to I see. I know, but. But can you get, you can be told not to do that in the United States of America. Is that not free, that's political speech right there. Well, the sheriff, I know that the sheriff, his comment was, I've received numerous calls regarding the offensive display on this truck. And it is often seen along FM 359. If you know who owns this truck or it is yours, I'd like to discuss it with you. You know, that's just, Our prosecutor you know. has informed us she would accept disorderly conduct charges yeah, regarding correct. it, but I feel we could come to an agreement regarding a modification to it. Okay, well, I, just, I mean, that's reasonable, though. Okay, At I'll give you that. He's but being reasonable. The ACLU said, uh, uh, Sheriff Troy E. Nels, uh, you can't prosecute speech just because it contains the words you don't like. The owner of this truck should contact the ACLU of Texas. And how many times have we said that? The, the the speech you don't like is the only kind you need to protect. And listen, Pat, I don't know about you, but if I were to be behind this truck on the inter, on the road at like mm-hmm. a red light, I would feel uncomfortable. Oh no! Well, we can't have that. That's and unconstitutional. You can't have people on the road. No, you can't have. You can't have anybody feeling that. By go. the way, R.I.P. Little Peep. We miss you. No, we miss you already. We oh, lost him. We lost him. All right, that's uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. Uh, We're all familiar with the story of David and uh, the giant Goliath. Small boy takes on a giant with a few small stones and obviously wins. In today's world as conservatives, you know, it feels like we're little David taking on the giant sometimes. But there is a company that is challenging the giants with their cell phones. Patriot Mobile. It's the only conservative cell phone service provider in the nation. And they take up to 5% of your monthly bill and donate it straight to conservative activist groups, not to the left, like every other cell phone company. Every other company. All of them, except Patriot Mobile, do this. And Brad had a great point uh, that he looked over, and I didn't think about it when when he said it. You're like, oh, that's right. But the recent stories of AT&T looking to sell CNN, AT&T looking to sell CNN, Mm -hmm. that means all that money going to cnn right oh my gosh stop letting the big mobile giants push you around with bad service at high prices and then donating to planned parenthood to top it all off so this black friday weekend patriot mobile is offering another incentive to quit using the big mobile giants 
uh, Black Friday weekend only, you can get a brand new phone for a penny a month when you sign up with the unlimited talk and text for 24 months. So for a total of a grand total of 20 bucks and a penny, $20.01. You get a new Alcatel phone and unlimited talk and text, $20.01. So check out this uh, amazing deal for yourself. Visit PatriotMobile.com, PatriotMobile.com, or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT to get this special. 1-800-A-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Truth lives here. Pat Gray. 888-933-93. World record in uh, the art world happened yesterday. After 19 minutes of back and forth bidding... With four bidders on the phone and one in the room, Christie's sold a a supposed Leonardo da Vinci called Salvatore Mundi. Mm, yeah, you and I were competing, uh, unbeknownst to us at the time yesterday, against I was each in other. This, I was in this right up until like $45, $50. $50. And I thought, man, I'm going to get this thing. And then it went a little higher than that. <laughs> Finally winding up at $450 million. <laughs> so, I, you know, I was close. I was in it for a while. Yeah. And then just yeah. just got nipped at you, the end. You were on the line a little longer <laughs> just, than me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, shattered the the all time high for any work of art sold at any auction anywhere. It surpassed Picasso's Women of Algiers, mm, yeah. which was 179 million. Sure. Whew, in 2015, this went for 450 million dollars. Here's the amazing thing about this Da Vinci, though. There are huge doubts that this is a legitimate Leonardo da Vinci painting. They don't even know for sure. It supposedly had been lost for 400 years or 500 years or something. And they don't really explain, at least not in this article, um, where it came from, how they found it, uh, how it came to be. But uh, when you do an x-ray of this thing, there's all kinds of gouges there's uh a lot of changes it's been painted over and over again apparently da vinci didn't do any of that he didn't do that kind of stuff uh and they're calling this the last da vinci the only known painting by the renaissance master still in a private collection 15 others are in museums this was the last one you could you could have as a private individual and it doesn't say, I, I, I don't know who bought this, whether it was a uh, private collector or whether it was a museum. Hmm. But uh, there are some art experts who say that Christie's just scammed somebody out of $450 million because they don't believe at all that this is Leonardo da Vinci. It's not, it's not his style. Yeah. It was done a bunch of times over. It was uh, too 
obvious that it was done in the style of that time, and he didn't do stuff like that. He was innovative. I think another dead giveaway is if you shine a really bright light on it, you can actually see the numbers that you painted over. Right. Paint by numbers kit. And right underneath the Salvatore Mundi is dogs playing poker. And so they're they're thinking, well, wait, is that how legit is that? I want that one. <laughs> Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. What if we just burn men at the stake, like all men? Yeah. Burn them at the stake. Yeah, why not? Just, just dirt bags anyway. Preemptive strike, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if they haven't done anything wrong yet, they will. They will. They will. And so if we just put them, you know, out, just take them out of society. Yeah. Yeah. Then you'll have a good society. That's reasonable. I think so. Uh, New accusation against uh, Sly Stallone. Hmm. He's being accused of sexual assault by a 16-year-old girl. This happened in 1986, 31 years ago. He was 40 at the time. Wow, is he 71? Shoof. Um, so he was 40 when an unnamed teenager disclosed to Las Vegas police. Here's somebody who went to the police at the time. That's interesting. Hmm. Lends it credibility. However, she says she was intimidated into having sex with him. What does that mean? Uh, would you like to have sex with me? Well, yes. But you asked me in a kind of a... St- strong way so i kind of feel like i have to say yeah i mean what does that mean you were intimidated into having sex did he threaten to beat you and actually i think he did (laughs) yeah i think actually now that i think of it oh well that was afterwards no he said he'd beat her head in if she ever told anybody afterward it's creepy and awful um the 16 year old claimed uh she had sex with stallone and he encouraged his bodyguard to join them. At that point, she became very uncomfortable with the encounter, but felt she had no choice. I mean, what are you going to do? Say no to a three-way? I mean, come on. Uh, so DeLuca then forced the teenager into doing things, and then it got ugly and uh, uh, uglier. So anyway, there's a police report on that. And I... Probably, probably got to believe that, right? Yeah. It happened at the time. It says police say that she should, she decided not to press charges against the men because she was scared and humiliated. Wow. Sad. And it's sad that women feel this way. It's sad that they can't because if you, if there were more people that came forward in the eighties, when most of these things apparently happened, Maybe they stop, right? Maybe there's less of these things happening. Maybe there's less of this stuff going on. Then once that these guys felt like they could get away with anything they wanted to, they kept doing it. And that's how you develop the cesspool that you have in Hollywood and no doubt Washington, D.C., as uh, Al Franken is under fire now. 888 also, uh, in a bizarre exchange, Gloria Allred won't say if Roy Moore, if Roy Moore's yearbook signature is fake. 
she doesn't know, but she's willing to find an expert to say. Doesn't it doesn't look like that actually happened? And now Roy Moore and his lawyer are saying that he didn't do that. He didn't sign that yearbook. It's pretty suspect when part of it is in cursive and then the name of the restaurant is just printed. So I think that's very suspect. And we're just, what, 25 days away, I think, now from the election. It's going to be interesting to see how the people of Alabama deal with this. 888-900-3393, Elizabeth in Wisconsin. Welcome to The Blaze. Hi, Pat. Thank you so much for taking my call. Yep. Uh, okay, um, now I want to, first of all, put the Roy Moore stuff to rest. I have never been groped or assaulted or even kissed by Roy, by Roy Moore. Oh, wow. Are you are you the only one? I think you're the only woman in America. Right, and yeah, with hard driving, he could have made it to Wisconsin within one day. (laughs) So that should put that to rest. All right. Al Franken, on the other hand, I cannot tell you over the years how often I have been made uncomfortable (laughs) or violated by him through the TV. Uh, Yes, yes, me too. Actually, me too. Yeah, and you know, if you recall. I know how much you respect Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If you recall, Alex Jones in one of his documentaries indicated that, you know, some of these bad things are coming in and to our society, and television is the vector. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we're being hypnotized by the television flicker rates. Mm-hmm. And that's what Frank uh, Al Franken has used. And that explains, <laughs> you know, how he's able to... You know, as I said, he has assaulted me many times over the years. Um, and there is, you know, it, with that in the TV yeah. um, area, there's, uh, from what Alex Jones has found out, um, there's an interdimensional blight or succubus, which I believe is Gloria Allred, that, you know, attaches itself to people. So I would say, from my perspective... Judge Roy Moore has been cleared, but Al Franken, someone needs to do something about him. Yeah, I tend to agree. I I agree with everything you've just said. Thanks, Elizabeth. Appreciate it. Uh, And she makes a good point about some of the Alex Jones stuff, the flicker rate on the TV set. Right. I mean, what's that all about? What's going on there? It's like some type of interdimensional blight or, or blight? succubus. Succubus. It's like attached itself to the to, to people. Right. And it's like either they're <laughs> demon-possessed or they aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that's what it is. That's what it is. I've talked to a lot of top psychologists, a lot of top PhDs. Or talked even to a lot of top, said, top people. You study enough, you look enough, you get into situations enough, you'll run into people run that are in. clearly possessed clearly. and who even know information about you you've never told them, and they're not guessing. <laughs> Something else is coming through them. Shuffle. And, folks, that's what this is. That's what it is. I don't care if the media makes fun of me. I don't, I don't care what they say, whatever. I'm telling you, folks. Yeah. I look out at the crowds, I see the people, they are possessed by something. I don't know what it is. You know, most of the planet believes no, in, 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 in demons and possession for a reason. Right. Like every culture does. Sure. Because it's 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 not them. It's, something's it's, it's, coming in. Something's, something's coming been in. overlaid and it's overlaid. sickness Some and sickness. it's spreading, spreading. And the television is the vector. Whoa, it's wow. how they're getting through at people. The TV? Oh hell. It's a mind trick. They put them into us. 
subconscious mm-hmm. hypnosis. Yeah. They what? admit that through the television flicker rate. They, the they admit that. And then the they superimpose something they until they get your free will <laughs> through, through through incrementalism to turn yourself over to it. And they know that. And then they it's admit like a, it. The intergalactic virus. That's what it is. That then causes the individual yeah. to shut down, right. become a poisonous creature, I know. that begins attacking everything around them. It's, it's, it's a wavelength. It, it's, it's a wavelength. It's, it's, a, it's Alex Jones. It's Alex Jones. Okay. Uh, uh, wow. There's a lot there to there's digest. There's a lot there. Does Alex maybe know anyone who could possibly be demon-possessed? Well, I mean, I, just someone real close to him, like, like really, really close to him. Like him? Yeah. What? Uh, I think oh. so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, by the way, here's the quote uh, from him. If either they're demon-possessed or they aren't. <laughs> that's the quote. Wow, the that's quote. powerful. I just transcribed that on the fly. That's powerful. Alina in Washington, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I'm really nervous. And I have PTSD, so this is very difficult for me, but I keep listening to your show. Huh? And um, I wanted to give some thoughts that I have regarding the things you guys are talking about. So. Sure. Okay. Um, okay. So as a person, I was um, violently assaulted when I was 13, and Oof. I never told anybody other than a couple of friends, and I never told them how bad it was. And my parents still don't know it. You, you know, I'm 46 years old now, and uh, I've been getting treatment for PTSD finally. After all these years, they figured out what was wrong. And I've been learning a ton about PTSD. And uh, let me catch my breath. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot of times what happens is that people forget what happened or they only remember fractions. And apparently the brain stores the trauma memories different than regular memories. And these are things I'm learning from um, a doctor named Bessel van der Kolk reading his books. And um, my thought is with all these women that... Uh, are claiming to just now remember things or they haven't told people is that if they really were assaulted and it was that traumatic, you'll find evidence in their lives. I don't think it's good to have people poking in your lives, but if you're going to make public accusations like that, then you should be prepared for that people might do it. And mm-hmm. there would be evidence. There would be depression, anxiety, um, problems with jobs. I mean, if you're traumatized, that much like some of the ladies were saying there's going to be evidence it's it's not just like mm-hmm. a one and done it affects your whole life if it's that bad um so i'm sorry you can tell i'm shaking this is really hard but um who was it uh so, Alina, who was it that assaulted you at when you were 13 it was a it was a stranger i was out spending time with friends that were older than me and it was one of their friends that assaulted me mm. wow so and you never, you never shared that even to this day with your parents. No, wow. And there, there's other reasons. I mean, I come from a very. Uh, my mom is mentally ill, and she can be quite abusive. And so, it just was kind of no point in me telling her. She wasn't going to help me. She was going to make it worse. Oh yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, di- I didn't tell anybody just partly because I really suppressed it a lot. I mean, I, I knew it would happen, but I didn't think about it. It just was like, yeah, this thing happened, and I was completely emotionally detached from it. And um, I did not realize how much it was affecting my life until I started working with a PTSD specialist. And I was like, holy cow, this affects everything. Mm. You know, I never, it's like I'm afraid of, like I'll be at the grocery store and I'm walking on in the parking lot and there's men around. I did not realize how much my body tenses up just being out in public all the time, stuff like that. You know, I just wasn't conscious of it. And apparently that's very normal for PTSD. 
Wow. Um, really sorry that happened to you. I'm glad uh, that you're getting help for that now. Um, and I uh, hope you recover from that. It's it's a difficult process. Uh, thanks for the call, Alina. Uh, 888-900-3393. Really difficult to hear. Um, when people have been through those kinds of things at that young an age, ugh, just the heartbreaking, heart-wrenching. Charles in Connecticut, welcome to The Blaze. Yeah, hi. How are you doing? Good. Uh, uh, one of the thi- oh, one of the things that I don't understand is when Ben Carson got um, accused, and uh, you know, it just went away once he went off the air, or once he went away. Are you talking so about Herman Cain? Or Herman Cain? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. Ben, oh, didn't Ben Carson also get accused by? sexual assault or something like that uh, not that i can remember i i don't oh. think so seems like it was uh, herman cain did he was uh, i know herman cain yeah herman cain had a bunch of them yeah but the thing is is i you and Pat, you and glenn were up here at kc 101 back in the 70s 79 well no not that uh, it was more like the 90s early 90s or the or 90s that's right yeah. 90s that's, yeah. yeah that's right so somebody could come up and say something. They saw you at a car dealership or something. How do you prove that you didn't do something? Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't defend yourself. True. And if you signed a piece of paper or something, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of indefensible. So, you know, I kind of I agree with Glenn on the, the Roy Moore. Which is what? That he didn't do it or? or... No, no, no. The, with the 16, 17, 18, the yeah. 14... Uh, it, you know, that's kind of hard to believe, but if he did it, it's, you know, just. Despicable. If he did it, it's despicable. Yeah. And and yeah, he should I not totally be agree. a U.S. senator. You're right. I, to- I totally right. agree. And I yep. appreciate the call, Charles. It, it's a good point because, yes, they, anybody could say anything about any of us. And especially with people in the spotlight from time to time. Uh, and you know, when you've signed autographs of people and you had no other interaction, they could say that you did, they could say that you touched them inappropriately, said something inappropriate to them. And I can guarantee you never, never happened, but people could definitely say that they could. And, and, uh, so I really feel for Roy Moore and all these guys, if they didn't do it, it's just that I think a lot of them did. I mean, Certainly Harvey Weinstein, Charlie Sheen, uh, Kevin Spacey. You know, I think it's a pretty good bet those guys did. And the most obvious one, George H.W. Bush. I mean, we all saw that coming, right? <laughs> Sadly, no, never, I did it not. never ends. I never saw that one coming. This is not going to end either. This is going to continue. Uh, there, there hasn't been a new one yet, has there? For just the one from 19... 19- Let's see. Uh, wait, no, from two thousand three. Who are we talking about? Bush. Bush. Yeah. H W. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's the. So that's the that's the most disturbing one because he wasn't in a wheelchair at the time. Uh, he was only seventy nine. Well, only, but it, I, he was in his right mind at the time. I, I don't know that he's in his wrong mind now. It's just that I think he's deteriorated a little bit since then, and uh, you know. When, when you're in the wheelchair, you can say, well, I'm at butt level right there. So I had no choice but to put my arm where their butt was. Look at this. This headline. Allegations by seven women total for George H.W. Bush? Wow. I oh, yeah, that's more than I thought. Me too. That's more than I thought. So, we'll have to look into that. But he uses the same fun line for all of them. David Copperfield. 
The most disturbing part of that is it's it's obviously true because they keep admitting to it. His <laughs> spokesperson keeps admitting to it. Yeah, copy and paste that that, that press release for me. Would terrible, you? absolutely terrible. <sighs> All right, let me tell you about a new advertiser we have called Riduzone. It's a new patented FDA acknowledged supplement that contains the molecule OEA, which is a naturally produced molecule in the in the human body. One way to get more OEA is to consume olive oil. That's why Mediterranean diets are so healthy. But you have to drink a whole lot of olive oil uh, to make enough OEA to curb your appetite. But that's why there's there's Riduzone. It's in there for you, and that curbs your appetite. Once your appetite is curbed, you eat less, and you lose weight. It's just that easy. OEA is safe and non-stimulating, supports weight loss by sending an I'm full message to your brain while also burning fat. It's vegetarian. It's gluten-free. It's non-GMO. It is, uh, it's a fantastic product. Body fights against weight loss by slowing your metabolism and boosting your appetite. So Riduzone helps work you through all of that so that you can lose weight and keep the weight off. So there is a scientific reason it's so hard to keep weight off, and it's, it's not your fault. Riduzone.com. Go there now and learn more. Use the promo code THEBLAZE and get 40% off your purchase. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, 888-900-3393. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, the Al Franken thing. Al Franken's apologized uh, to the news anchor that he groped without her consent, kissed without her consent. Uh, she's been all over CNN and Fox today, um, and. She is pretty adamant that uh, Al Franken's a creep. And is there any doubt of that? I don't think so. <laughs> don't don't think so. Uh, oh, we got to play this Tommy Laren video. Somebody took a lot of things that she has said over time and put it to music. <laughs> Here it is.
that never true. Not true. <laughs> mouth diarrhea. Coming from her mouth. Where where would my mouth diarrhea come from? Verbal diarrhea coming coming from my mouth. Okay. No where would it come from? Really good. Is absolutely priceless. <laughs> I'm I'm hurt by it. I'm I'm offended by it. Are they yes? Are they still paying, paying you? you? Yeah, they're still paying me. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Uh, that's great. All right. Uh, it's kind of fun. Uh, Super Deluxe. <laughs> the website Super Deluxe uh-huh. put that together, and uh, and I think did an admirable job. Admirable job. That's that's pretty good. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, let's go to Claudia in Florida. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi. Uh, I want to talk about that. Uh, well, I'm retired now, mm-hmm. but I think I'm the only woman in the United States that has not been offended by men flirting with me <laughs> through all the jobs I've ever had through my whole career. And not one time. Have I ever been taken advantage of by putting them in their place immediately? And most of the time, the gentlemen apologize and back off. Okay. I mean, isn't this part of the male nature yes. to be the I, predator? Well, yeah, but, you know, within reason. I, I think we all need to, you know, men need to control themselves and be appropriate and, and uh, be considerate of women uh in the workplace but i don't think you can stop men from hitting on women they're going to right and women are going to hit on men in some cases i agree and that's going to happen that's going to happen in the workplace from time to time in fact a lot of times that's where you meet your future spouse is in the workplace right right and and, right and you're right you have you have to speak up while it's happening yes even if it's george h right you turn to him and you say, excuse me, Grandpa, that's not for you to touch. <laughs> yes. I have a husband. Yes. And you know what? He would back off in a skinny minute. Oh, you're absolutely right. And they would usher him out quickly with Barbara and say, yes. oh, nice photo shoot. But yes, the they women would. stand there, and then 30 years later they go, well, I was confused, and I didn't know what to mm-hmm. say. My mother always taught me that women were always in charge if they knew how to be in charge with men. Yeah. and I so mean, men any t- have given up kingdoms. They've given up presidency. 
you know, I, I mean, it's it's gone on forever. It's not going yeah. to stop. And right. women, I, I sometimes I hate my own gender because of what they're trying to do to men. They want to emasculate them. Oh, I think that's true. Yeah, I, I think there is a lot of that going on. And it's it's interesting that you, when men got out of line with you, you slapped them back in line, right? I mean, you just, you told them that it, it was inappropriate and you expected to be treated better than that. And Yes, and most yeah. of them look at you with this shocked look and yeah. like, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize that won't happen again. Right. That's what you get back. That's, appreciate the call, Claudia. That's how you deal with bullies. You stand up to them. And usually it only takes once. You hit them straight in the face and that's, that's usually the end of it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty. Metaphorically speaking, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 Sly Stallone, the latest to be caught up in accusations of sexual impropriety. 1986, a 16-year-old girl, he's 40 at the time. 40. She's 16. And uh, she said she was intimidated into having sex with him and his bodyguard. Wow. Uh, so, uh, so far I haven't seen anything in uh, from Sly Stallone in response to that. But there, there is a police report that was filed at the time, making that somewhat unusual because usually they don't report it. Also, Al Franken, sex accusations, uh, his accuser all over the news today. And there's going to be an investigation, which he says he welcomes and uh, he's going to fully cooperate with. If you if you do some flashbacks on Al Franken, you'll find an awful lot in his past. You know, jokes about rape, um, saying things like, I just don't like homosexuals. I was glad when that homosexual got killed. Wow. Uh, talked. To, he joked about drugging and raping Leslie Stahl from CBS News. Uh, my advice to Harvard students, he said, is to drop out. Uh, it's hard to tell whether he's serious sometimes or not, but he, I mean, this guy has said reprehensible things his entire career, which is why I don't understand how the people of Minnesota elected this guy in the first place. He's a douchebag. Always has been. Why are you putting him in the U.S. Senate? Of course, that's the same state that elected Jesse Ventura, the governor of the state, who's one of the most despicable human beings on the face of the planet, 
uh, suing the widow of a Navy SEAL for, was it $2 million, $3 million? Uh, It was up there. Over an accusation that was in a book that uh, he got knocked on his butt in a bar one time, which was backed up by 11 witnesses. 11 witnesses backed it up and said, yeah, that, that happened. He got knocked on his butt. But he sued and somehow won uh, against the estate. And so, uh, bizarrely, that reprehensible piece of garbage um, once served as the governor of a state in the United States of America. Hard to believe. Uh, 888-933-93. Also, the, the Roy Moore accusations keep coming. Just fast and furious. I guess there's seven or eight women now. The H.W. Uh, Bush a- accusers are up to seven now, which is, uh, I, I don't know how many of those are wheelchair-bound accusations and how many are standing. At least one is standing. We'll have to look into the other others that, because uh, I, I didn't realize it was seven now. Will in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, uh, so I just wanted to touch on something, you know, going back to the original four uh, accusations against Roy Moore, uh, leaving the 14-year-old out, which if that's true, you know, he shouldn't be senator. But going to the 16, 17, 18-year-old, if it was a consensual relationship, what's the difference between that and, say, you know, somebody today who's 60 having a consensual relationship with a 30-year-old? You know, while it might be creepy, if it's mm-hmm. completely you know, within the bounds of the law, what's the big deal? Yeah. I mean, it's just a little different when they're in their teens rather than if they're 30. So I, I mean I I understand that, but you yeah. know, it's... but it's legal. I mean, you, you know, and it, and you're right. It's a little creepy, but it's not illegal um, to date an 18 year old when you're 32. And supposedly, he actually talked to their moms, and their moms were seemingly okay with it. So yeah, I mean, those those uh, accusations from those women, I don't think are the ones that are problematic. I think it's whether or not you believe the 14 year old and the 16 year old. Because if if you do, then you know there th- those are those are definitely a problem. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Amy in uh, South Carolina. Amy, you're on the blaze. Hey Pat. Hey. Thanks for having me. Hey, I was just curious if you had any if you had seen what your thoughts were on uh, Megan the Megan Kelly show this morning, where she had a couple of the. Two girls on there that I guess were interns or something for a couple of ex-congressmen and how they were completely humiliated. One was completely humiliated and felt degraded when he had asked her to do the twirl and she did it. And I guess Megyn Kelly had done it before and she was humiliated. And then, I, I mean, I just it's laughable. A, I, congressman, a, time. a congressman asked a girl to do a, the twirl. Right, I guess it was one of one of his, you know, interns or something. Okay, and, and so she twirled around and she was humiliated. Right, she didn't have the tools then to handle it the way she would handle it today. Oh, of course. All right. Yeah. All right. The and, other girl that was on there was humiliated because the man that she worked for told her she was hot. So you've got to be kidding me. I no, have no, not seen have that see yet. It. I gotta, yeah, I've yeah. gotta watch that. Now, was Megan agreeing yes. with these girls? She, yes, absolutely. I wow. mean, it was 
it, I was laughing and I felt bad for laughing. You're supposed to feel sorry for him, I guess, but uh, I, that's not something that I can really feel sorry for. I, I don't know. There's got to be bigger problems that these people have. I right? would think so. Yes. And I, I think you, if you looked a little bit deeper, you'll find worse problems than that going on with these congressmen. I mean, telling a girl that she's hot is not, I mean, that's not even worth talking about, is it? That's not no, even worth yeah. mentioning. You're supposed to say, you look, you look nice. That's how, that's how Megyn Kelly said it. You're supposed to say it like that instead of hot. <laughs> Come on. You have to check it out. I promise. I, I will. I will. Thanks uh, for the heads up on that, Amy. I, I've seen nothing on that so far. Uh, it's interesting what Megyn Kelly agrees to now. Mm-hmm. She's been NBCified, I think. And big, and big thanks to Amy for watching it. I think it was her day. Yes. To watch the Megan Kelly morning <laughs> program. Strangely, not many people are. Uh, you know, I think she's struggling a little bit. And uh, apparently, since the sexual allegations thing, her ratings have, have gone up a little bit. So, uh, good for her. And so she's she's going for it with these girls who have been humiliated in Congress by twirling and being told they're hot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just not as moved by that as maybe I should be. I don't know. Also, uh, Al Franken made a Senate floor speech in 2010 in which he referenced the woman who's, who's accusing him now uh, of sexually assaulting her, calling her a beautiful woman. Leanne Tweeden, now a Los Angeles-based radio news anchor, alleged, of course, that he aggressively kissed her without consent, and then he fondled her, groped her while she was asleep. He said he remembered the rehearsal differently, but apologized for his actions anyway, and said he would cooperate with an ethics investigation into his actions. Uh, Tweeden, Frank, Franken talked about her, while speaking on the Senate floor, September 21st, 2010, uh, the remarks he made about her were not part of prepared remarks. Hmm. He went to the floor to discuss repealing the don't ask, don't tell policy for homosexual service members. That's weird that she came up during that. Well, it was probably on that USO tour referencing yes. our troops. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he began discussing his experiences doing the USO tours and diverged from his prepared remarks to specifically talk about one particular tour. The last four years, I was in Iraq and Afghanistan and Kuwait, and I'd go with a very eclectic tour of guys and women, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, country Western artists. Almost all of them were very right-wing, and we love each other because we went on these tours. Then he discussed uh, one show in particular that involved Tweeden. And lasted for four hours. During the show, I was kind of co-host with a beautiful woman named Leanne Tweeden. And we'd do comedy routines. And we'd introduce music. And introduce the cheerleaders. And I'd go and do a monologue. And this was something I'd do. I'd done for a number of years. Let me also briefly tell you about my experience. Before I was a senator, I did a number of USO tours over the years. And on each tour, I was more and more impressed by the men and women of our military. So it's just part of the talking about the USO tours. Um, but all of these things are going to come back to bite him because uh, now they're going to look into some of the things he said. And he has said reprehensible things, both about men and about women. 
meanwhile, Republican leaders are weighing a drastic plan for the Alabama election. It, it's going to be interesting to see what happens if they elect this guy. Republican leaders are exploring a remedy to salvage the Senate seat. Uh, as new polls show that Roy Moore is trailing the Democrat. Although when you talk to people from Alabama, it sounds like they all believe he's going to win. With less than four weeks until the special election, no sign of uh, of Roy Moore getting out of this thing. McConnell aides expressed caution, saying they're uncertain whether such a move of triggering a special election is even possible. Yet the talks underscore the despair among top Republicans over relinquishing the seat. Uh, certainly, they, they don't want to do that. But if uh, if Roy Moore wins, they're talking about not seating him in the Senate. Mm. And then you'd have to call a special election. Mm. And then they'd be pushing uh, for Luther Strange again. Mo Brooks. But that's not who they would go for. You know this. You know oh, they're I not know. going for Mo Brooks. Oh, you know it's it's going to Luther Strange because they want their establishment Republican guy. Mm-hmm. And by the way, speaking of the establishment Republicans, I have some breaking news for you. All right. Are you sitting down? Oh, I know yes, you're sitting down. You're right next to me. Down. Of course, yeah. I should know that. Mm-hmm. Um, the House has passed uh, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Pat, are you excited? The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Act. Yeah, no, not, the no, House not one that job, or multiple the, jobs. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, so the, the House passes, so now it's on to the Senate where it'll get even worse. Yeah, so it's it's the same one that they've talked about, right? With right. The it just three passed. with the three brackets. Yeah, let's see where the uh, final tally was: uh, two twenty-seven to two hundred five, with thirteen Republicans voting no. Uh, in the Senate. Some Republicans, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin has already mm-hmm. said he's going to vote no, yeah. which could mess that up quite uh, quite a bit. So, yeah, when the House bill gets there, they'll just try to turn that into the Senate bill, which they can't pass, and uh, it's going to go nowhere. They are not going to get tax cuts done, and if they do, it's not going to be worth anything anyway, because they have people like, I don't know, Mitch McConnell in office, that's why. And they won't elect people like Mo Brooks to the Senate. Instead, when Roy Moore gets into trouble, who's somewhat conservative and religious, uh, they'll try to replace him with Luther Strange, who is more like Mitch McConnell and John McCain. And he's going to play ball the way they want to be played ball with. And so nothing good ever happens in the U.S. Senate. 888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. All right. Uh, You know you want to. Producer Keith has been pushing this stupid Stupid. comedy routine on Jimmy Kimmel all day long. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Mike Huckabee, whose tweets I never never see. Oh, you're missing out, man. Apparently, he tweets uh, really dumb comedy. Yeah, it's like... uh, Bad one-liners and jokes and stuff. Cyber Laffy Taffy, if you will. So, Jimmy Kimmel 
invited a comedian on his show to read the tweets as if they were a stand-up comedy routine. So you be the judge whether or not this is good comedy from Jimmy Kimmel uh, doing the he who has Patton Oswald perform Mike Huckabee's funny tweets. Here it is. Mike Huckabee is quite a joker on Twitter. Every day he writes these jokes that, I don't know, maybe they're funnier in person. I think you have to hear them to appreciate them. In fact, a few months ago, we asked a great comedian, someone who really knows how to deliver a joke, to come on our show to test some of Mike Huckabee's actual zingers. And it was a smash. Our ratings went, like, way through the roof. So here he is again. His new comedy special on Netflix is called Annihilation. With the tweets of Mike Huckabee, please give a warm Huckabee's welcome to Patton Oswalt. It is great to be here. Uh, I love public events. Uh, speaking of public events, <laughs> I was at a public event and people started taking a knee. I was going to walk out in protest, but my wife told me it was okay. We were at church. You guys watch the news? Uh, speaking of the news, CNN claims it knows contents of sealed federal judge order. CNN usually breaks wind, not news. It's a fart, fart joke. <clears throat> hey, uh, you've heard the latest from Hollyweird? <laughs> um, yesterday's Harvey Weinstein, toast of the town. Today's Harvey Weinstein, toast. Yes, I mean, and that's Mike Huckabee. That's the, that's the Mike Huckabee Twitter mm -hmm. experience right there. Mm -hmm. Better than. All right, well, that's mm -hmm. really good. Glad we played that. That was really good, Keith. Thank you for bringing that. That didn't sound genuine. Your, no, your compliment I, there I mean, just sounded hollow. I don't know. I don't know how to sound any more sincere than that. I mean, that I'm was... not. I'm not endorsing Mike Huckabee's comedy routine. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Jennifer in Alabama, uh, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Good. All right, so I'm in Alabama, in Andalusia, Alabama. And uh, there's more signs everywhere. There's a few for the, the Democrat, but mostly for the more. And I, I voted for Mo Brooks, but, um, you Thank know, you. now we're in the situation that we're in. So yes. I'm not influenced by any of this crap that the Democrat machine <laughs> has come up with. They can just okay. move this. They can move what the Democratic Party with their crazy machine. They can move this to anyone at any time in the country that they want. Wherever the, their issue is that they want to put pressure on, they'll just move it. Like, you know, in two months, it'll be some other conservative with some other issue in some other state. They just can enact this machine to ruin and destroy people's reputations and lives wherever they want to do it. That's what and that's I'm, what's happening here. Yeah, I'm really concerned about that I, because we've seen how easy it is to just start accusing people of sexual impropriety from 30 years ago, and there's no way for anybody to prove anything. Mm 
Right. And I had a girlfriend saying, okay, well, I've heard too much now. This is it. I can't vote for him. And I said, okay, well, I can just accuse your husband tomorrow of, you know, hitting on me or doing something and cause a big stink out of it with no proof at all. You're saying that you, you know, you would believe the woman that accused your husband with no proof, you know, and it's, I I don't really care that he's older, an older guy wanting to have a younger wife. Right. I mean, if it's legal, it's legal. Yes. And I mean, I'm 13, well, wait, 12 years younger than the person that I'm with. And I, I mean, as far as the flirting at work and all that goes, you just have to deal with it as it happens. I spent 23 years in the Air Force. There's going to be people that are interested in you in your life. Yes. Because they hit on you or flirt with you. That doesn't mean that they want to attack you or rape you. I mean, somehow in your life, you're going to have to meet the person that wants to marry you. Yeah. And how are they supposed to initiate the relationship with you if they can't even ask you out on a date? Yeah, it's, it's really difficult. So how did your friend respond when you brought up her husband? Uh, she, she said, yeah, good point. We need more information. Yes. And so I think people are so easily manipulated. They really are. They really are. And, that's, you know. and, and I think you're right. That's what the Democrats have seen now. That's what they've learned from this. And so it's going to be so easy to just start throwing allegations out at anybody they want to they want to besmirch now at anybody's reputation they they'd like to ruin they can now do that and apparently be believed. Uh, thanks for the call, Jennifer. So you know I think almost universally in the calls from Alabama have been supportive of Roy Moore. It seems. Yeah. I th- we should have been writing them down. Shoot. Uh, yeah. You know, too bad you don't have a producer I, to do that. I, maybe there's been one person who said, mm-hmm. you know, it's too much and he doesn't have good answers. But I think almost, and especially the women, have seemed to support Roy Moore in this. This is going to be so interesting. If he stays in this race, I just, I, all bets are off on election night. Who knows, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure I believe that poll where the Democrat is supposedly up by 12 points now. Yeah, I'll believe that. Believe that when I see it. Yeah, I don't know that a Democrat's ever led by twelve points. Not in, in Alabama. Alabama since you know the eighties, no, right. maybe. Right or seventies, even before yeah. that, sixties, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, also, Pope Francis earlier today rebuked those of us who deny the science behind global warming and urged. I don't. I don't know why does he have to. Why is he in this political realm? Really? I don't understand. Sounds like he has as much faith in eco-science as he does in God. Doesn't it, though? It's Yes, it does. And, and more. More <laughs> faith. Because, if, you know, don't you believe if God created this planet, he knew we were going to have SUVs. He knew there were going to be coal-fired plants. Right? He knew that there was going to be fossil fuel burned on this planet. And CO2 would be released into the air. He knew we were all going to breathe. So when you exhale, you create CO2. Um, So I think he created a planet that was durable enough to be able to handle that. He also created a planet that goes through cycles of climate. And sometimes it's a little bit warmer, sometimes it's a little bit cooler. That's why we've had ice ages and then the ice melted. Uh, was it SUVs? Was it CO2 that melted the ice? No, it's just, it's 
ridiculous. Yeah, barley used to grow up in Greenland back when it was a lot warmer in Greenland. Yeah, there's fossilized palm trees in the Arctic. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. At one point, it was very warm in the Arctic. I don't know if you know this. It isn't now. So, anyway, (laughs) uh, the Pope says those who deny the science beyond global warming and urge negotiators at climate talks in Germany to avoid falling prey to these perverse attitudes and instead accelerate efforts to curb greenhouse gas emissions. That's, that's irritating. One of the most worrisome phenomenon that humanity is facing, according to the Pope. <laughs> wow. All right, we'll be back tomorrow uh, for our big Thanksgiving show since we're not on next week. Mm. And be uh, taking a little time off. 888 Use it tomorrow. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.